Blog Talk Radio. And 
to do it at this age, uh, you know what? It, the crazy thing is, I'm going to tell you something. This is really nutty, what I'm getting ready to say. But this this is for kids out here. If you in school, stay in school, get your shit done, and whatever you need to do, <laughs> don't wait till late. But what I will say for me personally is I appreciate the journey so much more. And it feels like the last few semesters I've met the most beautiful people. And, like, I've just I don't know. It's just so beautiful. And today, I have my finals, my audition showcase class. And listen, <laughs> I have been working all week on, the, I mean, a couple weeks for my audition showcase. And, you know, in my head, I'm a perfectionist. And so, and another thing about me, I hate small rooms sometimes in auditioning in small rooms, but that's a lot of what your auditions are in. And so I go in today for my audition, and this thing I've been working on for weeks, I just completely go blank in the middle of the audition. I'm like, shit. And so I said, can I, I say, can I start over? Start over. Oh, my God. Do a great job. And here's the great thing. I'm, there was this great guy there uh, who was sitting in on our audition, um, a young man named Gary, and he was so, some of the things that he said helped me so so much tremendously as an actress, I I felt so privileged to have met him today because I feel like he's that few, those few minutes, those uh, 15 minutes, and we, we worked on my uh, monologues, and, and, and I felt like those few minutes, and this is what, and I was with this semester, I have, I love all my teachers, really, I, I love everybody, but I, I, I have a, a I, this semester, I have a little lean of heart towards uh, Megan. She's like my favorite. I love her. I was like, Brick. I, I was like, when I first saw her, I was like, when I first like in her class this semester, uh, this teacher I have named Megan. I mean, she's such a brilliant actress, um, and she directs everything. And you know, I was I. I mean, my first of all, my life was forever moved by her because she really gave me the confidence to do this again. But the other thing is that she brought she she today we're doing this showcase and she brings this young man in and he's so powerful in just those few minutes with us. Each one of us has uh, talking to it's like five of us in this class, this audition showcase class, and speaking to all of us ladies about our performance and what we can take with us as we go forward, you know, and, oh, my God, can I just tell you what I learned today? This is not y'all, it's a word, but I learned that, you know, I can be a perfectionist in my head. Because, you know, when I was little, I, would, I never. I, I, sometimes I feel like I was never an adult. Yeah, I mean, I was never a child because I've had, I had a lot of adult energy. Even when I was a little girl, I was doing kind of adulty things. It's a long story. I might have to show it, share it with y'all one day. But um, And plus, I was raised by older people. I was raised by my grandparents. And even though my grandmother and my grandfather were very youthful, fun, you know, fun and everything, but it was still, I, it was a, there were so many things that created me, as, even as a young child, being kind of adult-like, right? So, um, but I'm saying that to get somewhere. But, you know, today I, I have the, I always have this feeling that I have to come in perfect. But today, and even yesterday when I did I did my uh, 
my performance thing for my scene study class, and I, it was a line I completely butchered, and I said it in class, and nobody, everybody's like, we didn't notice. <laughs> and people came in to watch our performance, and they were all like, nobody's like, I don't, nobody noticed. But it, but I could be such a perfectionist on myself, you know. And so because of those things, you know, childhood things and stuff like that, sometimes you don't realize it. And so today when I messed up and I just realized, I just did it, and the greatest thing came out of that. Oh, my God, because if I hadn't have given, allowed myself to have that little mess up and go back in and do it, I mean, I got such, I mean, powerful advice and powerful direction from uh, this person that was in. So I really appreciated my last uh, day of class as an undergrad in theater and Oh, my God, it was beautiful. Can I just say that, y'all? It was such a beautiful uh, day. And then, like, a week ago, so y'all know I always tell y'all my business. So, like, a week ago, like a week, was it a week and a half ago? I can't even remember. I don't even know if I shared this with y'all. But, and if you're new listeners to the show, because I got a lot of people, be, I, I see y'all, a lot of y'all been liking the Carlotta Chatwood page. It's a lot of y'all new in the house. Welcome to the show. I, I, I hey, it's ratchet on here. <laughs> I be doing some ratchet shit. So if you like, if you do listen to the show, or you know me, his Keisha and everything. Listen, it's a little different here. <laughs> I'm a little bit more ratchet, but enjoy, okay? Uh, but <clears throat> so last couple weeks ago, we had like a school, like a senior honor thing, it was like maybe 12 of us on the state, like 12 of us graduating in, our, in the theater department this fall. And so, I don't know if I told y'all this story already. Did you tell y'all this story? I don't think I did. I'm not sure. Shit, I don't know. Okay, so let me tell y'all anyway, because it was so, it was so fabulous. So, so, you know, I'm on, so they call all the seniors to the stage. It's only 12 of us. I'm not really knowing, like, you know, like I'm like knowing I don't I don't know what they do <laughs> when seniors come to the stage. So one of my other favorite teachers, Felicia, goes, Keisha, <laughs> you're graduating this semester. I thought you were graduating last semester. Or <laughs> no, next semester. I'm like no, it's this semester. And so I'm seeing them scramble right because they forget that I graduated. <laughs> But let me tell you, so I'm like sitting on stage like, oh, my God, if they forget, I'm graduating. So, you know, it it was crazy. But, listen, her and my my one of my other favorite teachers got up and said the most beautiful things off the cuff, off the cuff about me. Because I didn't know they were going to talk about each one of us individually. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, really? What y'all, what y'all going to say? But it was so beautiful. I was so touched by, like, the things they had to say about me, and it really empowered me. And I was like, damn, you know, shit, I am powerful. And I remember my teacher says in the end, she goes, Megan says, uh, she's fired. And I was like, you right, I am fired. Thank you. Oh, my God, it was so beautiful. Let me tell you, it was a beautiful moment. And I got to get up and speak, and it was wonderful. And I told my agent, you know, I still have young people coming to me saying, Miss, 
they not say they don't say Miss Keisha. They say Keisha. I can't believe you're fifty. I love that shit. I'm like, I'm gonna make my day. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, since I told that, they all have been. It's, I've had several come up to me and could not believe it. I was like, I thought I told. I was telling everybody. So it, it was so. I, listen, I have gotten so. My ego has gotten like lots of love. <laughs> Semester I, and a lot of it is and, and it's been from a lot of beautiful people encouraging me and everything and so it was a beautiful moment. I just had I, I don't even know I can't even explain. It was beautiful. So I'm so appreciative appreciative of the words and everything. And man. I mean, I came back with this experience to finish my degree, but listen, I got so much more. So for those of you who are out there and you're contemplating contemplating about going back to school, you wanna you're like me, you wanna finish what you started, or you maybe you've been working on it throughout the years and you're like, Oh, I'm gonna get it one day. Listen, let me tell you something. Buckle down and go ahead and do what you need to do because there is no greater feeling than when you've done it, like when you've completed it. And it's not that, but it's just the journey. For me, it's been so much the journey. I forgot, like, you know, what was in me. And I really remember these last three semesters, and I'm so grateful for every teacher I've had, wonderful, beautiful people. And um, I I mean, I enjoyed this journey, and I'm excited. Excited. I went and got my honors card today because I'm graduating with honors. Yes. <laughs> so y'all know I'm bragging, okay? Y'all know I got to spend the first half of this show bragging, okay? <laughs> and then, okay, so remember I told y'all I was doing the clown show? <gasps> it, was, it was so fun last week. Oh, my God, I wanted to do it again. No, I wanted to do the clown show again. Oh, my God. I had so much fun. Let me tell you, I cannot, y'all, I had a blast. I loved it. Oh, my God. I had so much fun. It was so great because I had to do the clown show. One of my favorite people from one of my favorite friends that I've met this semester He's like in class with Diavion, and I I just love this guy. I, we we did a scene together, and we just we've been cool ever since. But it was just we had so much fun. I mean, we had a black. It was I it was I, it was better than I thought it was gonna be. And then when we actually did the performance, and we just it was it was so cool, and all the wonderful other. Uh, people that I got to do it with, some of the the best people I've gotten to, like, you know, young people I've got to take this journey with. I mean, so many young people that inspire me. Like, there's a couple in my class, like, there's this girl, Bethany, that inspire, inspires me. Every time I see her, I'm like, she's such a great actress. And Grace, this girl, Grace, she's a wonderful actress. I mean, so many people that just inspired, I'm so inspired by a lot of these young people. I This has been just a beautiful semester for me. I really, my my last semester in undergraduate school has been 
one of the best experiences. And listen, y'all, if I can do this at 50, and see, this is performative. It's, like, not easy. Some of these classes, like physical theater and all that shit, that wasn't easy. But at 50, I went there with the youngins and, and did what I had to do. <laughs> and you can, too. So don't be discouraged. Don't be anything. If you got to go back to school, whatever you got to do, you can do it. I'm telling y'all, I am here. And there was, there's so many things that have had that have indirectly encouraged me over the years, but I, I'm so proud of myself. I really am. I, I'm for real. Shit. I, I, I can. I need to say that. <laughs> okay. So y'all. So y'all. Uh, it's the word before I get into emancipation and talk about Will Smith and shit and this movie and Janet and everybody trying to go on tour. All at the uh, same time this summer, like it ain't inflation out here. These celebrities is crazy as hell. Do they not see y'all? How we we bread in the store is like almost three. What's it like three fifty a loaf? And they try to come out here talking about. Oh wait a minute. Not the music part. Sorry. <laughs> it's a mess. Three fifty a loaf, and they trying to come out here with high ass concert tickets. We gonna talk about the ass in a minute. We will. We'll get to that. But first, let me give y'all it's a word, okay? Before I start cussing, I already start cussing. But let me before I even start cussing more, let me y'all give y'all y'all it's a word. I do have a it's a word this week, okay? And it's off the cuff, okay? It's God's timing for whatever is yours will always come to pass. Not always, but if you follow what God has for you, if you follow him, whatever God has spoke over your life, whatever has been spoken, whatever destination, whatever journey, wherever you're going, no matter how long it takes, always comes to pass if you cooperate with that. When I say it, not always, because God has a destination for every one of us. God's all, God always has our highest good in mind. And I'm one of those people, I'm not just a person that just believes in faith, but I also believe that you have, I believe in um, free will. I believe that you have to be able to follow your destiny, okay? And so when we cooperate with God and sometimes and sometimes along the journey we won't cooperate. You know, that's why I'm taking me so long, right? So sometimes along the journey, but when we get back on track and we start cooperating, God will always take us to our destination and beyond. Okay, so I said just y'all, it's a word that God's timing and the things He has for you always comes to pass when you cooperate with what God where where God wants you to go. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's a word, okay? All right. So, y'all, when we get back, because, you know, I got to take a break. <laughs> oh, plus, 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 plus. It's Christmas music time. <laughs> oh, y'all know I love Christmas music. Oh, my God, I love Christmas music. And you know what? I'm going to really make y'all mad tonight. Because I'm going to start off with somebody y'all, y'all be banning. But I, we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, so when we get back, we're going to talk about Will Smith, I just watched Emancipation tonight. Woo, I got a lot to say. I got a, I got a lot to say. <laughs> and 
everybody talking about Janet and all these people trying to go on tour when the rent is high and shit out here and bread is high. And, and then I just heard Beyonce's going to take her ass on tour. What is going on around here? And then we, I heard Rihanna, and then I heard New Edition. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all got to be kidding Give us a damn break. How much of them t- And the tickets is high here. Okay, I hear the tickets is high. Y'all better hope something happened with this economy before time. Because, Lord have mercy. I don't know. Y'all might, y'all might be at the concert and it might be about 10 people. Or I, I, you know, <laughs> you never know. So we're going to talk about all of that and more. But because it is the holidays, and y'all know how much I love holiday music, I am really going to make all the woke folks out there mad right now because, you know, hey, listen, it was big controversy this week because Art Kelly, somebody dropped his record. Shit, I don't know who it was, but <laughs> Art Kelly is supposedly dropped the record. I don't know. Well, I don't know what's going on in this world. Then he said he didn't drop it. It's all kind of nutty stuff out here. But we're going to play, okay? I know y'all don't like him, but I like this song, okay? Twelve Nights of Christmas, Art Kelly. It's the CC Show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all, okay? Come on, it's fine. 
that's Anthony Hamilton with Best of Me. I am back on the CC Show. It's Carlotta. I'm up late night giving y'all a hot topic show. And we're going to get right into it, okay? Everybody wants to go on tour. I mean, everybody. This summer. Now, I saw Janet. I've already saw the preview of Janet's show uh, when I was in, we was in, uh, uh, New Orleans this summer. I gave y'all some. Remember, I, I gave y'all a lot of Janet show from New Orleans from the SSS. Janet, let me just say this, okay? Let me say this. <laughs> uh, okay, so y- y'all know I've been to like I'm a huge y'all. Y'all know how I feel about it's Janet and Maxwell, okay? Y'all know how I feel, okay? I'm a huge Janet fan, so I've been to a whole lot of Janet show, okay? Uh, and including the time when she was running around with the baggy stuff on. You know, she, y'all know when she was running around here looking like a, a, a sack of potatoes when she was wearing that stuff. When, when, I don't know. But here's the deal. This summer when she was at Essence, listen, Sus came out in a cat suit. She was looking really good. She was, I mean, I mean, dancing on stage. The only thing I did not like, I'm going to tell, i, I got to be honest. The only thing I did not like about Janet, and I talked about it that night. Remember, y'all know how I love to do my lives, and some of you guys are on my Facebook page. I do lives sometimes after after SSS or some shows or something like that. And the only thing I did not like about Janet was the all-male dancers because I love when Janet has it mixed up. And when there's girls and guys, it's just she. my favorite time for Janet dancers, I'm going to be honest, was like the all for you tour when they did Hawaii and the old crew with uh, Tina. I think it's Tina Landon and all. Man, I wish. Here's my thing. I wish like she could bring some of the old with the new, like and mix it, and do like her tour like that. I would love to see that because I don't know if they all still can dance and stuff like that. Because <laughs> you know Janet there there 55 and dancing like. I mean, Sus was killing it, okay, at SSS. It's like old Janet Jackson, all right? Now, I hope, this, let me just say this to y'all. These tickets is high out in these streets. I ain't going to lie. I don't know how they think we're going to be affording these tickets. That I mean, people, got, like, I heard people on the thing talking about they're going to have to, uh, people, people talking about rent, they're going to have to choose between rent and, <laughs> and Janet tickets. Oh, my God, y'all crazy. Okay. So, listen, so Janet announced that she was going on tour with Ludacris. Janet, Janet, no offense to Ludacris, but uh, when is the last time Ludacris done had? Uh, I, I don't even know who picked Ludacris. I don't even know. And y'all charging $661 for some tickets? A thousand dollars for plat? No, that must be the meet and greets. Is a thousand, a hundred, one thousand? I bet the meet and greets like two thousand or something like that. But we charging a lot of money for ludicrous. Like for real, seriously? No, 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 no. Six hundred and sixty-one dollars. Who the fuck decided that ludicrous is gonna open up the show? I'm just trying to figure it out. We ain't got nothing new. He ain't been there. I mean, I'm like, who? How do you randomly like say, okay, who can Janet go on tour with? Ah, ludicrous. I mean, how do you figure? No, this is no diss to ludicrous. It's just that he ain't been out in that long. He ain't had no albums in a while. 
nothing. So I'm just trying to figure. He ain't even been on tour. Like, you know, he usually, like, he old school artists go on tour. And I'm just trying to figure in my head, like, who the fuck was sitting up and just said, yeah, let's get Ludacris to join the tour. <laughs> like, where did y'all get that from? And y'all charging all this money. I would have rather y'all pick somebody like LL. That would have been great. LL and Janet. She got to have a rapper open it. LL would have been great. You know, because I would have said, okay, I understand that. Uh, legend establishing the game. It's not that ludicrous, is it? It's just not as established as LL. For the amount of money y'all charging, y'all can't be serious about ludicrous. Janet, I'm not liking the ludicrous opening thing. I don't know what made you pick ludicrous. Who, who's putting this Janet tour together? What, really? There's a ton of artists out there y'all could have picked. I really don't get it. Shit. What the fuck? How did he get ludicrous? Like, really? And y'all want me to pay how much? Six hundred sixty-one dollars. You're like, y'all like, Keisha, you know you're gonna be. <laughs> you know you going. You know you going to see Janet. Man, I'm like, since I done already gave Maxwell a beat and greet with plastic, I I owe Janet uh, uh, for real. I do need to. I, I see Janet was the only person I said I'd do a meet and greet for because you know. I know how I feel about Janet. I am so in love with Janet Jackson. It's serious. I really love Janet. Okay? So I do need I need to figure maybe I should do a meet and greet. I might go broke doing one. <laughs> oh, and I just need to meet her. <laughs> this will be where I'd be like, oh, Janet. Yeah, I might, I might start crying. I might bawl because I love Janet that much. Like, you didn't ball with Maxwell? No. Uh, there's no balling with nobody but Janet, okay? Maxwell, no, you know what? Maxwell, I was like, it happened so fast. I always tell y'all it happened so fast. It's like, Choop. it was like, it, it, it's like, I don't even remember it. I'd be like trying to remember. You know, I always tell y'all with the Maxwell meet and greet, the only thing I remember him is kind of bending. It's all, I keep having this scene of Maxwell when I think back at the meet and greet of him kind of bending over and talk, saying something to me. I can't remember <laughs> I can't remember, but I can't, because I was trying to catch, you know, when you meet somebody, like, Maxwell, I was more trying to catch aura, like, what is his aura, like, what is he like, or whatever, but he was so beautiful, too, you know, he's a really, he's really good looking, like, he's like, like, damn, and the lady, she warned, I told y'all, she warned me at the door, the lady who was, who was writing, and it was weird, I don't know why she said that to me. But she, the person who was writing us or checking for us when we were coming in, she could have said, girl, he's fine, fine. Like, she was preparing me, like, for the the, the, the finest. Like, you know, I was like, okay. And when I walked in, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, she's right. <laughs> you know, because some people you see up on stage and stuff, you know, I always tell women, men look good when they up on stage singing and performing and stuff like that because they in they anointing, they in they mix, they in they vibe. You know, like when you crazy about celebrity men or something, you see them, because it'd be some dudes like, it's a story about a rapper. I can't tell y'all this story. I think I may have said it before uh, years ago on this show, but, like, this rapper we saw, and then we really seen him, he wasn't that great looking. Off the stage, I won't say who. <laughs> But, you know, you see a lot of men in there because all celebrity males look, you know, when they're singing, and especially when they sing romantic songs and all that stuff, you'd be like, damn, he's fine. And when they're singing on stage and they sing their sexy songs, and then you like, 
I always tell women, don't get fooled by that. You need to see him alpha there, right? Oh, nah, when I saw Maxwell alpha there, I was like, shit, he's every bit. He's he's nah, he's the real deal. <laughs> it's all real. He's fine. It ain't, it ain't the stage. It's just, he's, just, he's just cute. So if I was able to see him in plastic, I got to see my boo, okay? Maybe I have to I have to figure, maybe, I may have to do a city where I can see Janet. Maybe. I don't know. The tickets are so high. They're so high. And then how am I going to do Renaissance? Because y'all know I'm going to have to do Renaissance so I can talk about her ass. Because you know she's coming on tour. Where's she coming on tour? They say July. I'm hearing July. I'm hearing rumors that Beyonce is going to take the Renaissance on tour in July. She couldn't just let... Janet be out there, and, and Brianna, she got to come her ass out there. She's like, I got to do oh, everybody's on tour. I got to go. So she come. Yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm not surprised. So, I, yeah. So I got to see the Renaissance shit and see if she okay, because I don't know if Beyonce okay. Is Beyonce okay? Because we don't ever see her. She don't talk no more. So y'all check on her. And, you know, she trying hard not to put the visuals out for that album. I don't know what's going on with her. Y'all better check on that chick. She's, she's all right. But anyway, so she's supposed to be going on tour. And then you got uh, Rihanna allegedly. I don't believe Rihanna. I don't believe the story about Rihanna going on tour. I, I got to see that. No. I don't know. I think Rihanna is content. I think y'all don't, y'all don't sold too much Fenty for her to care. Y'all don't bought too much Fenty, I mean, for her to care. Y'all don't bought too much Fenty. Y'all don't bought too much Savage. What's the, what's the, what's the, uh, the underwear? The the lingerie, savage wear, and all that stuff. Rihanna don't give a shit about music no more. Rihanna, she made that Black Panther song. What's it? Lift me up. <laughs> I don't like the song. As you can see, I don't like the song. What is it? It's just it's no it's no diss to Rihanna. Y'all know how I love Rihanna, but the song I just I know y'all all out here saying the song. Hold on, I, I keep playing music accidentally. I know y'all all out here saying the song is hype. I'm sorry, I don't like it. Leave me up. I just didn't like it, okay? Oh, but I can't believe she's going to go on tour just with that little black, <laughs> with the Black Panther soundtrack. I just, I think Rihanna's comfortable. I think Rihanna is, had some babies. I mean, had her baby. She got her man. She's a Pisces. I think right now she's just chilling. Maybe dreaming about a tour but not really wanting to do one, y'all got her too comfortable. Maybe if y'all start, stop buying so much Fenty lipstick and shit, she could get her ass out here and record a real album. <laughs> but for now, y'all are like, bitches, I ain't got to do nothing. I done made out. Why go on tour when I got a billion dollars? <laughs> well, when I got a billion dollar asset. <laughs> I get it. I see you, Rihanna. Okay, so... Janet announced the tour. Tickets are running. I mean, the, the, I've seen $661, $1,000. I ain't going to lie to y'all. This is what I see now here. I can't imagine Beyonce. Lord Jesus. Woo. Y'all, y'all really funny out here. Janet going here's the thing. Y'all understand it's a recession, don't y'all? Maybe we're going to be making more money in 2023. I believe that. I'm going to receive that. But, but, I mean, that's a lot for people coming out of the session. They charging people all that money for tickets. Shit. They crazy. It, it's a, 
So it's 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 going to be interesting to see what goes on, okay, with um, all the touring and everything like that. But Janet is the major tour announcement. And let me see what else we got up here. Um, I told you, Ariana. <clears throat> oh, in new edition. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Wait a minute. Concerning new edition, okay? Because I thought that new edition was going to have a Vegas residency. Don't y'all remember when they was talking about they getting ready to have a Vegas residency? But now we got these Negroes going on a 30-city tour when they just came off a 30-city tour last year. I'm like, what y'all doing? Yes, I'm but wait a minute. Hold on. Now, this is where I might spend the money for a new edition. Y'all know I'm going to go to new edition, right? Because that's them, them booze booze. Them my booze for life, okay? My booze since I was 12 years old. <laughs> Maybe 11, right? Okay, so, like, it's who they got on tour. Janet, take note, because I don't know what the hell you doing with Ludacris trying to charge me $661 and $1,000 when you just going to be opening up a Ludacris ass. But New Edition doing it right. Okay, I done seen Key Sweat like a thousand times. Is somebody tell me, is Key Sweat? Is Key Sweat, I'm hearing, guy? All I got, not no, 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 no. Last time I saw a guy, it was one, it was, it was it two and a half or one and a half? I can't remember. It was years ago, but our group wasn't together. And, and Aaron Hall wasn't there. But they are promising the whole shot, bang, like the whole guy, like whole guy. Aaron Hall in the building, everybody. I ain't seen that since I was a teenager. Like, what was that, like 19 or something in the era? Uh, and it was a new addition to Wait a minute. <clears throat> It was New Edition. Oh, my God, it was. was a New Edition on BBD. Oh, I'm trying to figure out that tour, that last time I saw God, like full God. It was when it was real popular, like back in the day. I was like in the second row or something like that. And Bobby opened. It was Bobby Brown. So I remember Bobby singing Roni. And, like, I was trying not to get picked because I was like, it was because Cause, Cause, I knew what was happening. I heard that I had heard. You know, I used to have all the gossip magazines, all that stuff, and I already heard that he was, you know, like he was wild on stage. And I was like, shit, I ain't getting my ass up on stage. And my grandpa find out, or my grandma be ready, my grandpa be ready to kick Bobby's ass, everybody's ass involved. So you know, so it was a girl next to me, and I'm like, I'm like turning around, and she was jumping up and down. I'm like, shit, you can't, don't pick me, don't pick me. <laughs> Cause I didn't want to get in trouble, but I remember him picking that girl, and it was kind of wild, right? Like he was picking her up on stage, all kind of stuff. All right, so I remember that tour. So it was like, guys, it was like a big, it was a whole bunch of people. It was Bobby, guy, I want to say, I'll be sure. Yes, this is how years ago. Y'all telling my age, and New Edition was New Edition or BBD was the headliner. I can't fucking remember. But that's the last time I saw God. It was either New Edition or BBD headlining. Okay, last time I saw the full guy, and, like, they was at the height of their career, you know, when you can have a piece of my love and all that shit without, yeah. Oh, my God. So I would go see this tour. I know I'm going because it's New Edition, but I got to pick a city. Like, I got to talk to my girlfriends. We're gonna, when, we, when I'm home, we're going we're gonna to pick a city. I'm 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 gunning for New York, but we'll see. We'll see what they say. New York or maybe a West Coast city or something like that. Shit, 
we got to, you know, because we thought New Edition was going to, we was all planning on doing the residency New Edition in, in Vegas, but <clears throat> now we will go, we'll go to another, because this is a great tour package they got. Guy, Keith Sweat, and, oh, y'all yeah, put Tank on there. Look, it's not that I don't like Tank, okay? No, I did not like the version of this woman's work. <laughs> but, you know, because I like Get My Star, you know, that song, whatever the song. I love that song, okay? And I like that uh, song, When We, you know, I like that by Tank and everything. But, I don't know. I've seen Tank in concert before, you know, and he can sing. I mean, I don't know. Tank's just not my thing. I like Tank, but he's just not, like, you know. I got, I don't know. Okay, I like Tank. It's, it's going to be interesting. But God, me seeing the full guy like Teddy Riley and everybody, oh, that's worth it. That's worth it. Man, that's worth it. I'm New Edition and, and Keith Sweat. Okay, because see, Keith Sweat, I've seen Keith Sweat a thousand times. All, couple of them accidentally. I mean, most of them accidentally. <laughs> he just happened to be on tour with somebody that I was going to see. So I've been seeing Keith Sweat since I was young, like Keith in Keith Sweat's heyday. Like when Keith Sweat first came out with the the Make It Last Forever, I've been seeing Keith Sweat since then consistently. I've probably seen Keith Sweat a lot just by accident and shit. He was even on a tour once that I went to see. It's like him, Johnny Kemp. And I think it was fucking BBD or somebody. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was, and God was there. It was like this is this. I think it's my second time. I think I saw Guy God twice in their heyday. And Tony, Tony, Tony was on it. I think it was like when they used to have big concert package back in the day. Day they don't do that shit anymore. They be giving you two artists and a possible. <clears throat> but I'm gonna tell the truth. Now see. I really like this package. I'm going. God bless. I'm going. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Great idea to reunite, God. That makes me excited, New Edition. Y'all make me excited, but it really makes me excited even more to reunite. Because at first I was like, y'all, Nick Rose is about to go on 30 City Tour again, and you just came out one. But then when you say who you're doing it with, then I'm like, yeah, okay, I can, I can do that, I can do that. Now, <clears throat> the question becomes: Is Maxwell about to do part? Will it be part three at night? Y'all like, cry out, are you off tour yet? Are you off of Maxwell's tour? I am, but here's the thing: Is it part? Would it be part three? It would be part three coming up, right? Here's my advice, okay? With Maxwell Maxwell please don't come out here without no album For real No seriously No 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 no. Somebody got to tell him Don't do no part three with all these good tours And stuff happening right now And you ain't got no album Now Who you opened up with Anthony Hamilton Oh my god Joe That was awesome That was awesome choices I love the choices was that part one? Which one was that? That's part two. I, I'm confused. Was that part two? It's, it's part two. Okay. Because, you know, it's been a lot of night tours. I don't know shit. I'm, I think they was doing night tours. I think it was night tours back in 2019. Maybe even two, 2017. Was it a night tour in 2017? 
It was, because I went to Vegas, and he called it night. Bullshit. Maxwell's funny as fuck. What's night, Maxwell? Out here, bullshit. Anyway, don't do this if you if you can't have great headliners with you, people with you. I mean, don't give me one person in the possible. I mean, no offense. I really like who's the girl, Leela James, and and I love me some Fantasia. Okay, but listen, Maxwell, you're gonna have to have other headliners. You have to have a really deep headliner. Couple of like you did with Joe and Anthony Hamilton. You need to put together like a hot '90s package. Like, ask some other people. Like maybe, like when he did that. What, what's that package in New York they did when that time when they had Invoke? I, not Invoke though, because Invoke. I just really, you know, I'm kind of angry because it ain't the original Invoke. So no, not that. But like a SWV. People like. People that invoke things of the 90 if you want to try to come back out here and sell another night tour. Because you can't sell another night tour without a great headliner. Okay, this is my first one. Not without going to be music. No. And I was so excited the other day on Facebook because they were saying Maxwell had new music. Man, I hit that link. It was some un- it was somebody else. It was some country. I said, uh-uh, Facebook, don't be out here playing. It's, you know, you got to have new music, okay? So don't go on tour because it's a lot of, you got a lot of competition. So don't be coming on out here on tour talking about it's night part three and you ain't got no good hell and no good people with y'all, okay? Because <clears throat> it's a lot of people getting ready to hit this tour circuit in 2023. It's a whole lot of people. Oh, my God. Ooh, Essence is probably going to be real good. I could catch everybody. Usually catch everybody at Essence. I don't know no more because Essence was a little shaky last year. I don't know about I told y'all how I feel about the new ownership. I don't know. It was a little shaky. I, I, you know, I have nostalgia for Essence. That's why I still, you know, go and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because I got nostalgia for what it used to be. So I don't know. We'll see, you know. Oh, man. But that's a, that's about all the tours going on and everything. Uh, this summer, but let's talk about the news, okay? Okay, so Brittany Griner released. Uh, man, uh, listen, a lot of people was out here saying, um, you know, y'all was talking about getting mad, talking about how she, you know, how they gonna swap her for the dude. And I watched, oh my god, I watched a movie based on his life on HBO Max. This is an old movie with Nicolas Cage in it. Interesting. Ah, like, you know, mm, the, the the Merchant of Death. I mean, interesting story. Uh, I forget what they call it in on, on HBO Max, what the name of the movie is. But, listen, I, a lot of y'all was dissing, talking about why they going to release, how they going to slap a basketball player. And, I, I, and, you know, here's my thing. I said the same, not not in a bad way. I was saying this early back in the day when we was talking about it. Back. I was saying it's a hard swap. I'm not sure, stuff like that. Uh, but they did it, and I'm happy for her because um, if that was your family, you'd be glad that they'd be home, you know, no matter who they got. It's just it is. Um, it, it, it is scary, the precedence that maybe United States may be setting globally to get other people set up 
in certain countries to get certain people out of jail and stuff. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all been having this little cough up. Uh, but it is, uh, and it's my allergies. It's not then. Oh Lord, yeah. I gotta always clear it up with people. Good man. Okay, but um, yeah, but she's back. And I was telling, I remember when I when I started getting out the play, I was like, they ain't gonna have her out in the general population. Uh, for a minute, she going straight someplace, and she's at the, because, you know, they got to check folks. They don't know what's going on. They got to make sure she's okay, make sure, you know, they probably, you know, talking to her and everything. So it, it's uh, it's not going to probably be an easy process for her just not, it's just not coming home, but it's all the things that she went through. But this according to CNN.com. It says, Brittany Griner is back in the U.S. and dunking again after almost 10 months detained in Russia. Uh, it says, uh, fresh off her elated return to the U.S. after months in Russian custody, two-time Olympic gold medalist uh, Brittany Griner is back in, on the basketball court. But her reintegration into American life is far from over, as is the fight by the WNBA players for equity as U.S. professional athletes. Now, listen, I'm, can I just say this? I do not. I, I cannot agree with the WNBA getting paid as much as the males. I'm sorry, no, I can't because they don't make that much money. Y'all don't go to see them like y'all do the men. If you go to see them like they do the men and they wouldn't get paid right, I say so. But y'all just don't support them. So I'm not kind of for them getting big, like big money. Some money, maybe an increase, but asking for equal, you know. Equal, equal pay with them. Shit, you know how much money that the NBA bring in compared to the WNBA? Come on, y'all. <laughs> but anyway, it says, uh, uh, let's see, it says, um, Griner's first move on Texas, uh, uh, first move on Texas basketball court Sunday was a dunk. Her agent, Lindsay Kagawa, Colas told CNN, um, uh, confirming news uh, first reported by ESPN, Colas and Griner wore a pair of black Chuck Taylor shoes, Phoenix Sun shorts, and T-shirts touting Title Nine as she played. Months ago in pre-trial detention in Russia, Griner was offered a basketball and a hoop, but she declined to play, Colas said. I think it's fair to say that her picking up a ball voluntarily and the first thing being a dunk, it was really encouraging, Colas said. She was really excited. The 32-year-old had arrived days earlier at Brook Army Medical Center in San Antonio for routine evaluation after her release uh, Thursday from what U.S. officials deemed as wrongful detention. Trust me, that wasn't just no routine. They checking her for all kind of shit, okay? Because, you know, they don't know what they don't know what they're doing, and, you know, they don't know what happened. And, you know, here's the thing. I know she got a long way back because when they showed her on that plane <clears throat> and they said to her, it was, you know, you could just see. she. It looked like she didn't even, like, I don't know. She was like, they was like, so you know where she you going? And she's like, no. And they was like, uh, they said back home. And she said, oh, back home to the U.S. I mean, she looked like she didn't know, like, like should I believe him? I mean, so you know, it's probably she's probably a little traumatized, and it probably take her a while to come back, you know, to self and who, you know, I just prayers for her. And I'm glad she she got back home, but I was saying that Russian dude, I said, I don't know, is he going to live? Because, you know, 
I don't know what he was in, been over here in the U.S. I'd be scared if I was Russia to be having him out there. I'd be like, what was you over in the U.S. telling him while you was in jail? Because you know he was, they was giving, he's probably giving out some intel. Shoot, I, I don't know. I, it's interesting. I said I wouldn't be surprised if he he, uh, he have an unfortunate accident over there. <laughs> I mean, that's not funny, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised, okay? Um... What else is in the news? So Brittany Griner's back, uh, and a lot of people upset about it. But you know, I, I, you know, and Donald Trump even spoke on rejecting the Russian deal and saying he would have rejected uh, the deal to swap Paul Willing for. Uh, he rejected the deal to swap Paul Willing for uh, Victor Bout. And so let me see what Trump is talking about on this one, which is interesting. And Victor Bout is an arms dealer. Let's see what he says. It says, uh, okay, and this is according to the New York Post. It says former president, um, former president Donald Trump said Sunday he had previously rejected an attempt by Russia to trade Merchant of Death arms dealers Victor Bout for former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan. Because remember, Paul Whelan's been over there for quite some time, but they're saying that the reason they couldn't get him in the deal or get him at all is because Russia's like playing, nope, whatever they believe about him, they believe about him. And, you know, it's something, they they must think it's something pretty deep going on with him because they, they almost had no deal even with with the switch for him. But they said insisting he would never free someone who has killed untold numbers. I turned down a deal with Russia for a one-on-one swap of the so-called merchant of death, Paul Whelan, Trump, 76, said in uh, a true social post. I wouldn't have made the deal for 100 people in, uh, for 100 people in exchange for someone that has killed untold numbers of people with his arms deals. But here's the deal. If you see, Mer- if you see this movie, about his life. Let me pull this up so y'all can. (laughs) You'll see that he's not uh, the only one complacent in, um, he's not the only one complacent in, in, in selling arms. The United States and other countries, everybody plays a role in these crazy arm deals that happen all over the world. So, you know, he's just the guy who comes in and kind of like the middleman a little bit. But let me explain to y'all what movie y'all can check out to see this. It is, um, what's the name of this movie? It is called Lord of War, okay? It's on HBO Max. It's an older movie, but listen, it tells a little bit about this guy, how he came to be. And really, he's just a bigger fall guy for big for governments. It's a lot to that. So I, you know, yeah. When you start hearing more, you see that the there are there are governments behind the in some senses behind arm dealers. Arm dealers don't just grow and get big out of nowhere, okay? Without help or without some complacency of the government, okay? So very interesting, all right. Uh, but 
But it says, Bao, who was convicted of, in 2011 of a conspiracy to kill Americans by supplying Colombian terrorist groups with weapons, was freed last week in exchange for the return of WNBA star Brittany Griner. Um, so, interesting, okay, on that note. We'll get a little bit about him. Uh, the next, what the, else in the news I want to talk to you about? It's just, I just saw. We talked about him. Okay, we, we, should we talk about R. Kelly's album right now? No, let's talk about uh, Jamal Bryant, okay? Let me talk about Jamal Bryant for a minute. Okay, Jamal Bryant, who y'all know is pastor of New Birth, ex-husband to uh, Gazelle on, on uh, uh, what is it, Real Housewives of Potomac, says he wants to sell weeds at his church. Y'all heard what I said. I said Jamal Bryant up in who what used to be Eddie Long's pool pit. I said what I said. Wants to see. let me let y'all hear because I, I y'all think I'm playing. Let me let y'all hear this. I'm looking for people that smell like weed. <laughs> no, 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 really. <laughs> New Birth is the largest land owning black church in America. And so my position to my deacons is why aren't we not raising cannabis? I'll be able to bring in black males. They're able to do it legally. Mm. I'm teaching them farming. Oh my God. I'm helping them to enhance the ecosystem. Uh, this is the kind of conversation. So if the guy, black boy in Bankhead said, they grow weed at the church. Where do I join? Yeah. I don't need no pamphlet for him. I'm looking for people that smell like weed. I'm looking for people. I'm quiet for a minute because I, you know. Some people, it's a dangerous thing. You know, I play on here and tell y'all, y'all know I like to preach, but I'm not no preacher, okay? I like to motivate and I'm not no preacher, okay? But it's a dangerous thing to 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 be up in a pulpit pretending to be a preacher when you really ain't one. Like, let me just explain to y'all, young men out here who charismatic and you feel like you, you know the word of God somewhat or whatever, and you feel like that qualifies you to get up in somebody's pool pit and call yourself a preacher. It is a dangerous thing. Back in the day, you might could have got got away with that. But on the spiritual tip, today, with these new devils out here, y'all want to get up there and play like y'all preacher? Remember remember the story in the Bible about the... um, about the people who was going around. I can't remember the story exactly. But remember, it's back in, it's in Paul's day in the New Testament where these people was trying to go around and cast out devils in the name of Paul and the other disciples and stuff. And then one day the devil, these demons turned around and started whooping them people up. And they, well, the demons turned around to them and said, Paul and, uh, uh, Paul and I forget what they Paul and something I know. But who are you? 
I've got to read that script. The Bible be having some good stories. But there's a part in the Bible where it's like the demons is talking to the, you know, they're talking to these people because they're trying to go around and cast out demons in the name of Paul and, and, and Peter and all the ones who the real powerful the disciples who were powerful. And the demons, so they call themselves trying to, uh, what is that, uh, let me see if I can look that up so y'all can see. Because I, I got a, I got a reason I'm coming to this story. Why I'm telling y'all this story? Because I want to, I want to help y'all out here. Because I'm getting this going to have to do with Jamal Bryant. Let me see. What is that scripture? Y'all know how I like to look at stuff. What is that? Uh, okay. What is it? Is it? Is it Acts nineteen? Uh, and it's about the seven sons of Sceva, a, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. Eventually, one of the evil spirits answered them, Jesus I know, and I know about Paul, but who are you? It says the man with the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. The attack was so violent, they ran out the house naked and wounded. Okay, this is a story in the Bible, in Acts 19, about these uh, men trying, seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. Uh, eventually, one of the evil spirits, because they were going around trying to cast out spirits in the name of Paul and stuff like that. But the spirits eventually recognizing that they, they ain't got the goods was like, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you? And then they turned around and whooped they tail, okay? Let me tell y'all. This is what y'all gonna be doing out here if y'all keep get if y'all getting up in these pulpits and preaching and stuff and y'all ain't qualified. These demons gonna be like Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know, but who are you? And these demons gonna start whooping ass. Okay, I'm trying to tell y'all, it ain't the time to play. It's the deception and the evil spirits out here. It's too thick for y'all to be playing preacher. Jamal, Jamal Bryant. Just because you charismatic, I think Jamal Bryant should be selling cars myself. I mean, he seems like a car salesman. Or maybe a motivational speaker. No, I ain't trying to be mean. No, 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 no. Motivational to see. But, but a preacher? No, bro, you're not a preacher. Sometimes you just ain't no preacher. It's okay. A lot of people felt like in the civil rights movement, you know, because a lot of times they used to merge, you know, black ministry you know, with activism. But, you know, some of y'all just activists and not preachers. Y'all don't got no business up in nobody's pulpit. And this is the pulpit that just Newburgh Church, who was the minister before? It was Bishop Eddie Long. Bishop Eddie Long and the story of Bishop Eddie Long should teach y'all stories about why you don't want to get up in that pulpit and play. Not that, not, not that house. You see what happened to that? Let me shut up. I don't want to start. They, they, I can see and see. I can see and see about the last situation. I can see Jamal ain't even. Jamal, do you even? Did you? Did, did you even know about the last situation that happened in this week? I don't have y'all. Jamal Bryan is a crazy. Tell me, he got right. He want to sell weed. Desecrating the house of God For real, seriously Remember Jesus overturned That's the only time Jesus got mad is When people were trying to sell crazy uh, crazy shit in the temple No, he didn't, he got mad He started turning over the temple The tables and calling them the house of vipers and all that Because Jamal Bryan stopped 
selling weed. He gonna be playing. He gonna keep playing. Keep keep playing out here when these devils come up talking about Paul. I know, but who is you? Who is you, Jamal? That's it. I'm telling y'all. I'm just warning y'all, young people out here. Don't get up in these pool pits and stuff and be trying to raise money, get make money because you think you're charismatic and stuff and trying to uh, be fighting these demons and you ain't got the spiritual uh, fortitude or spiritual intellect or spiritual guidance to be able to fight. Y'all get beat down, okay? I'm just telling y'all. It's, I'm just, it's a warning. That's a warning from Carlotta. Okay, but that's Jamal Bryant this week talking about he wants he want men to smell like weed. Yeah, you sure? Yeah, I don't get that. Just the ignorance that goes on. <laughs> the preacher talking about he wants to sell weed. I just don't have time. Now let's go on to TJ. Should we talk about TJ? Are we? Re- do we got time? Do we need to go on break before we talk about TJ? Should we take another break before I talk about TJ Holmes and Good Morning America and Amy? Because I told y'all last week about TJ. Oh, you want to call me? Y'all want to call me psychic now? Y'all want to call me psychic now? Yeah, my, my, my psychic abilities working. What did I say about TJ a couple of weeks ago? What did I say about TJ? What did I tell y'all? I said, I don't know about TJ. Because TJ looked like he'd been married twice within the next, the, 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 within 15 years. To, to, to So uh, what was I, the warning to Amy? Amy, you better watch TJ. TJ might be a little bit out in these streets. Well, child, come to find out. I was right. My spidey sister saw that. TJ Holmes has allegedly been hoeing all over Good Morning America, okay? allegedly, but he allegedly hoeing all, oh, I, I didn't put Millie Jackson's song, Bad Risk, up. I should have put Millie's song in here tonight, You a Bad Risk. I mean, what's the, Millie Jackson, oh, I love me some Millie Jackson, too. But what's that old song by Millie Jackson, You a Bad Risk? TJ, Amy, TJ was a bad, bad risk. Amy. It was a bad risk. Ooh, go back home to your husband, Amy. Jesus. <laughs> go back home, Amy. Woo. Lord, go back home. Let me play a little bit. I, I don't got it up, but I'm going to just play a little bit from the thing. See? For her. Let's look. When I really need you, baby, you'll be a friend of home. 
Y'all know how I feel about it. I'm I'm so excited to be playing some Christmas music for y'all. So what are we gonna play? Uh, we're gonna play oh one of my favorites. Y'all know how I love Karen Carpenter and Karen Carpenter's voice in the Carpenters. So Merry Christmas, darling. Okay, it's the CC show. I'll be back in a moment, y'all. <laughs> Greeting cards have all been sent. The Christmas rushes through, but I still have one wish to make—a special one for you. Merry Christmas, darling. That's true But I can dream And in my dreams I'm Christmasing with you Holidays are joyful There's always something new But When I'm near to you The lights on my tree I wish you could see I wish it every day Logs on the fire Fill me with desire To see you and to
very best in government, politics, celebrity entertainment, music news. Tune into the Carlotta Chatwood Show right here on Block Talk Radio. a little bit of the gambler for for Amy right now because y'all we got to talk about Amy Robach and TJ Holmes I had to play you got to know when to fold them know when to hold them know when to walk away know when to run and Amy go back home and work it out with your husband girl Lord who is a mess on break good morning America. I told y'all I knew something was funny with with him when I was looking at his back. Because he, two wives in 15, the course of 15 years. I said, wait a minute, hold up. And it wasn't just the two wives, okay? But it was that he was leaving one now. He was up here with another woman. And I'm like, wait a minute now. That means that TJ didn't have about three women in the course of, but there ain't been three. <laughs> oh, for those of you who don't know, I'm talking about the mess at Good Morning America, okay? The ratings was through the roof over there at Good Morning America, okay? Because T.J. Holmes and Amy Robert have allegedly been messing around up there behind the scenes. And the the, the story was they um, that he they, they left their spouses, right, for each other. You know, it shit happens, man, okay? But, yes, okay, it's according to page six. This via uh, uh, this is according to Ron Smith via page six, but it says this week it was revealed that Mary Good Morning America third hour co-host T J Holmes was <laughs> they said it was a serial cheater. I didn't say uh, Ron Smith after several of his rope, workplace romances were uncovered. Now T J is being investigated to make sure he did not violate his contract. This is from page six. T.J. Holmes' affairs with Amy Robach and other colleagues, not a, a colleagues with an S, <laughs> have put him under the microscope at ABC, page six is told. So let's just say that after the press revealed his relationships with co-anchor Robach, producer Natasha Singh, and at least one other staffer, the network's human resource department is, uh, uh, and, and his, he, so he even had a relationship with three women that, and the rumor was, oh, the tip is, oh. okay, so this is the alleged tip. No guarantee, just alleged tip, okay? The tip is that Amy had knew about his relationship with one of the other staffers, right? And it had been going on for a little bit. So allegedly, he was out here allegedly supposed to be broke up with his well, they were separated. Now his wife thinking, Oh, we working on the marriage, we trying to get our shit together. I I guess she found out about the other co worker. But Amy knew allegedly about this co worker and they said Amy had the, the rumors was that she was kinda of counseled him 
<laughs> and end up getting canceled. <laughs> by TJ alone, allegedly. <laughs> can hurt her trying to help their ass and end up getting. Mm, TJ got that. Right, TJ got that TJ got. TJ wasn't dangerous, man. You just like, nope. You like, you just put your crap. You got to have rosary beads out. Dealing with his ass, you're like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> you got to tell yourself no. Because, you know, have you seen him on Good Morning America? He all suave. He got that suave voice. He's good looking. Oh, hell no. I have my rosary beads out every time I see him. I just hold up my rosary beads. Hold up my crawls. Get away. Get away. <laughs> A mess over there. TJ was what 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 y'all remember on Tony Braxton on the Braxton's what did Mama Braxton say about uh Tony Tony Braxton's uh uh daddy? Did she say he was uh spreading it low and dropping it wide what was it dropping it wide and spreading it low uh dropping it slow and spreading it wide? That's what TJ was at Good Morning America though. <laughs> obviously he hadn't heard of Matt Lauer. Okay, because remember when Matt Lauer was allegedly doing the same shit, his whole career got ruined, okay? Now, TJ, you a black man at Good Morning America. Now, if you know they were going to put Matt Lauer out for fucking around with all them women, can you imagine what they they were going to do to your ass? And listen, did you even hear about, even though I think it was wrong how PBS did Tavis, but Tavis. Listen, don't, we ain't, don't, y'all not doing them. Sidebar before I continue on TJ for a minute. That's why the old folks used to say. I say they always follow what they say, but that's why the old folks used to say, don't make your honey, don't have a honey where you make your money. Especially in the Me Too age. TJ, are you slow? You real good looking, and you apparently slanging. <laughs> it must be real. It must be good. <laughs> okay, so TJ is slow. It's the Me Too movement. Why would you be up here fucking around with all these women at the Good Morning America? And allegedly, your poor wife. She thought you was coming back. TJ was up here, like, I mean, he had not one, not two, <laughs> but three, but three, and one was allegedly trying to cancel. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I told y'all, I told y'all last show, I said, Amy, need to watch TJ's ass. TJ sounded a little suspicious to me. I said, uh-uh, and I was right. TJ is one of them. He, ooh, if you put T, I see it. I see it. What's it say? T.J. Holmes is alleged, the Good Morning America, this is from page six. The get, T.J. Holmes is an alleged serial cheater. The get GMA3 host has had at least one other alleged affair in addition to his relationship with co-hosts Amy Roback and Natasha Singh. Multiple sources tell page six. Multiple sources tell us that Holmes had a relationship with another staffer while working at the network and married to his wife. Marley, a Phoebe. Child, I don't know if he's slow. 
I mean, he real good looking, but he's slow. If he got a problem, he's gonna he's gonna be out here talking about he had a sex addiction. I can see that's what's coming, or something like that. That I can see. Why would you do that? You you obviously don't understand. Does he not remember Matt Lauer? I just can't understand Charlie Rose, Matt Lauer, Tavis. Tavis is making his way back, but she Tavis was so stressed out when he was going through that shit with PBS. Have you men learned anything? Don't fuck around in your workplaces when you are, an, especially when you are like a, a morning talk talk show host, when you got something to lose, don't be screwing the chicks at your workplace. Because there's, there's so many, there's so much shit they can start accusing you of. They can start, me too. You know how the Me Too movement going on? Me too. They be me tooing about anything too. Me too. Yeah, I, I was sleeping with them. And yeah, the, the dick was good, but me too. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not trying. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Y'all know, wait a minute, y'all know everybody in a Me Too case. Some of these women be what uh, Mama Braxton said, dropping it low and spreading it wide, and then come back, Me Too. After they break up with it, or they get embarrassed because they find out they wasn't the only hoe in the workplace. He was fucking around. You know what I'm saying? They thought they, thought they was the only one. And they get mad, and they find out, damn, he up here to mess with everybody. TJ is commute with was allegedly Good Morning America community did. Allegedly. I just said allegedly. And y'all didn't, and y'all could, y'all didn't know. And now, poor Amy's out in these streets and left home. Mm-mm-mm. What's that song? Oh, I used to love it. I remember when I first heard it, I was at a Christmas party. What's that song? I left home to be with my side piece. I left home to be with my side Amy done left home. Amy, but Amy, this was a bad idea. I was getting ready. I was at first before I realized that TJ was married two times and because I said, you know, this might be one of those things where just two people fell in love and. You know, they just didn't know how, you know, situation happened. It's shit like that happened. You know, people, you know, fall in love and just say, hey, they have outgrown their spouses, and we're going to move on, and we're going to be together or whatever. Okay. And it's still painful either way, you know. But, you know, I thought it was one of those situations where I was going to say, okay. But, no, when I saw the second one, when I saw it was two women and TJ now had Amy, I knew, I said, uh-oh, she better watch his ass. And that's what Amy, you should listen. Let me tell you something. This show, we often talk about, I try to talk to women about digmatizing because, you know, it's such an important subject. You know, sometimes, and the lesson here, ladies, is, you know, Sometimes you can't try the penis before you don't understand his history. You know, because once you, you've been struck and TJ looked like he just, TJ just looked, TJ got that charismatic thing. You know what I'm saying? Ah, oh, she's gone. 
Y'all gonna put y'all gotta put Amy on the prayer list with with Adele. If I'm not talking about Adele yet, I'm not gonna get that deal. I'm not gonna talk about Adele yet. Cause we gotta put Adele on the prayer list too. Cause y'all know we always keep Adele on the prayer list. Child, Adele is gone. Okay, I'm talking about Adele. So we'll talk about her in a minute. And Rich, was it Rich Files? Mm-hmm. That girl, honey. They said she was breaking down crying a few months weeks ago at uh, at uh, Las Vegas in Las Vegas at them shows. I said, shit, y'all better get y'all tickets real quick and go see Adele. Cause I don't know if Rich Files up there fucking up. Rich Files fuck up. You know she don't play about that Rich Files. She will leave all y'all motherfuckers and go allegedly and go and see about her man. <laughs> Leave y'all with thirty thousand dollars ticket. <laughs> Talking about, oh, I'm sorry, Fizz. Adele would go check on that penis, okay? She would leave all y'all with allegedly uh, on these streets for her man, okay? Adele ain't playing, okay? She won't. So y'all be hold on to your tickets and and try to see her fast. Because <laughs> apparently it's some rumors going on out here in these streets. That child is, you know, everything ain't happy at the camp. We're going to talk about that next. But, TJ, I've said enough about. Let me talk. Before I go into Adele and Diddy and Dion and all these people, let's talk about emancipation. I forgot to talk to y'all about emancipation, Bill Smith's movie. I watched it tonight. And as I was watching it, I I saw somebody's article afterwards, and I was I thought I was thought I was the only one that was sitting here thinking, and I was so glad this person pointed out in their article about the Haitian Revolution and how in this movie, because Will is allegedly playing a Haitian slave named Peter, which his real name was not Peter; it was Gordon. It's a long story, and apparently he wasn't like Haitian. Uh, rumor is that he might have been Creole French. <laughs> but as I was watching Emancipation and I was looking at the timeline, I was like, wait a minute. Because it was, you know, I said, shit, how long had this Haitian been in America? Because it was 1863. And the Haitians, what was the Haitian Revolution? Because I was like, uh-uh, it was like the early 1800s. I was like, how did he go to him? It ended in 1804. I knew it was early 1800s. And I was like, what the fuck? This character would have been like in the 70s. <laughs> I mean, 60. Oh, the liberties y'all taking. I- <laughs> Y'all do touch another fucking. Don't do no more slave movies unless you know what you're doing. Unless you go, uh, don't be messing with my ancestors. Don't be messing with my ancestor story. And let me just say this because this is what people was going like, thank you for talking about the hate contribution to the right revolution. Let me just say something. Let me just say something. Okay. There were a lot of people from a lot of places in, in, in slave trade, but we came to, we as a group, created a culture, has a traditional black America. And if you stayed, if you were a slave in America and you 
say, no matter what your background, through the years, you are considered traditional black America. If you were through slavery and through uh, 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 Jim Crow and stuff like that, that is tradi- that's traditional black America. That's what we mean by traditional black America, okay? Uh, I know the story, what they're trying to sell off here. Uh, it, the math ain't mathing. And it's like this. It felt like it had no feeling. I felt like I was watching a superhero. Like that's I kept wondering why did you pick Antoine Fuqua? Who was it? Fuqua to to direct the dude directed like he directs action flicks flicks to do a slave movie. And, and, and I was willing to give him a chance, but it, it, the problem is that it, I, I, they focus too much on trying to make it an action movie. And not, and and not the story. The story was very. You couldn't get really attached to the characters. Yes, you mad about slavery because slavery naturally invokes people's anger and upsetness. But this story had no connection to the characters. It was just a really odd like story for a slave man. And we have so many wonderful. I, I've been waiting for years. I don't know if anybody ever did a movie on the beautiful story of the woman who wrote Cane River about her family and from slavery on out. Oprah even had her book on her book years ago on the book club. I was like, there's so many beautiful. I'm always for telling my ancestor stories uh, during uh, in America during slavery because there's so many beautiful stories and because we I hate when people say right we tired of enslavement well if it wasn't for the slaves you wouldn't have been here and you wouldn't have survived you would not be here right now so I I always honor great stories that are about our ancestors but this story was not it okay it was all over the place it was spotty I can't really tell where you, it was they was just math wasn't mathing the, the, it wasn't it, it was made more like a like, I don't know, like a superhero slave movie. I just didn't like it. And I like Will, but I just couldn't get into it. Now, and I just think it was probably a mistake to try to do too much action action instead of focusing on the story and feeling. There was a lot of things I just, just did not like about uh, this movie. And just there are so many wonderful stories to tell from slavery. Like I mentioned, Cane River. Cane River is a wonderful book if you ever read. It's an old book, but it's a wonderful book about a, a family coming through slavery and stuff like that. There are so many beautiful stories that we could tell about our ancestors' survival in one of the most harsh institutions ever built. And, you know, Will Smith, with this movie, kind of wasted a lot of my time. I, you know, I read an article. Somebody said they wanted reparations in this article. I saw an article. I can't forget. I remember what that lady's name was. She wrote an article saying, I want reparations for my, for my time watching this movie. <laughs> because there were so many miscalculations, craziness. It, it, it could have been great. It could have been a great story, but I felt like uh, – I felt like they were too busy. They tried too hard. And it just, uh, it just 
failed on so many ways. And I'm not saying that. And I was willing, because I was, you know, I was willing to give Will a chance because I understand, you know, I Will is a great talent. It has nothing to do with the slap or anything. It just was not, the movie just wasn't that great. I hate to say that, because, you know, it is what it is. Y'all can watch it if y'all want to, but, you know, for me, it's a no-dog. All right, so that's a little bit about emancipation. Now, do we want to talk about, is it time to talk about, who did I say we were going to talk about next? Was it Diddy? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Diddy is Diddy, that's Scorpio. That's Scorpio Mayo. Lord have mercy. There's so much to say. There's so much to unpack. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, the weird, weird thing, I looked at one of our charts, and me and Diddy's chart is so similar. I was like, my God. <sighs> According to TMZ, new baby girl named after me. She was born in October, Diddy said, okay? Uh, a source close to Diddy tells TMZ the baby was born in October at a Newport Beach, California hospital. Which, uh, everybody found out who the mother is, the Asian woman. Uh, people have had things to say. Diddy has added another member to his family and now that he's welcomed the baby girl into his life after her old man, the bad boy Honcho, broke the news Sunday, which came out of nowhere, saying he has a new daughter whom he effectively named after himself, Diddy writes. I'm so blessed to welcome my baby girl, Love, Sean Combs, to the world. Mama Combs, Quincy, Justin, Christian, Chance, Delilah, Jesse, and myself, I love you so much. God is the greatest. It's unclear when this kid was born, okay? The mother, we have already know. We already know who the mother is. But they said, of course, this is taking the Internet by complete surprise. There's no one even seems to know Dee was an expecting father of late. You know, he's in a polyamorous relationship with young Miami, but there's no suggestion. Uh, she's the mom. Uh, no, she's not, okay? And remember she said she she wanted more kids. He was kind of implying that she'd like to have them with him. <sighs> On the Carisha song. And they may have been doing that for entertainment. I don't know. Um, I thought it was Diddy's kids, though, at this point. You know, if I'm, like, one of the kids, I'd be like, what the fuck? Why are you fucking up my trust fund? <laughs> you keep having money. We don't want to send the trust fund no more. Yeah. Calm your, uh, your, your, your sexual ass down. I mean, you know, just out here having con- just out here having condomless sex all over the place. He's he trying, and now he's trying to ease on into the United Nations or whatever he's trying to do out here. This is a, the new girl's agent. In Young Miami. Okay, listen. Y'all all trying to get on Young Miami. And Young Miami being out here like, you bitches that go. She trying to defend herself. I ain't no side bitch of nobody. You bitches out here, you wish you had this. And all. Listen, let me just say this, okay? And this is no, I like Young Miami. I love Carisha. I like her a lot. I think Diddy likes her. Here is the deal, though. I'm going to tell you my value, my interpretation, my evaluation on this situation right now. Okay, and this is not a diss. It's just that young Miami is a young lady who has. I think she has already children. She already has her children. 
there's about two or three kids. I don't know how many kids she has, but she has children. Uh, and allegedly, Diddy has been able to give her a show. She allegedly gets like fucking big money from dating him, two hundred thousand dollars and shit. Like she's on shopping sprees and shit like that. Diddy is a good fucking catch for Carissa, even non-committed. I'm like, oh, oh, wait a minute, Carlotta. I said, Diddy's a good catch for Carissa, even non-committed. 200000 and, you know, you, you singing the rap that city girls do. What... You coming up from from the hood, hood. Carissa from the projects, right? That's a high mess you show up. I'll be smacking in y'all face. I mean, Carissa from the hood, right? Okay, that's a fucking come up. Even when he ain't, you know, he ain't faithful. And she got kids. It's not a lot of billionaires checking for a girl. And this is no diss to her because Carissa is beautiful. But the truth is, it's not going to be you. First of all, I ain't that many billionaires. But it's not going to be a lot of black billionaires really, really checking for Carissa. And her life's because she's already got children. You know, she kind of raps and kind of a kind of you know it's kind of a masculine you know what i'm saying y'all know what i'm saying i'm not trying to diss her i'm just saying this is diddy is a good choice for her now if you are Lori harvey diddy is not a good choice yeah like carlotta but Lori did date diddy for a few weeks smart move get your face out there Get your, you know, hey, other men, I'm here, right? And then she hurried up and that shit, let that shit alone. Because let's tell you why. If you're a young girl with a fresh wound and, uh, you know, and you're beautiful, sky's the limit. Diddy is a bad risk. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, we're going to talk about Diddy. I'm going to say it, okay? He's, how old is he? He's 54. He's got six, seven, now seven children. Okay. And he's married none of the women. His estate is going to be split seven ways. When you're a young singer, I know you're like, a million dollars, a few million is better than no million at all. I get it. But you girls can have the whole estate with somebody who don't got a bunch of kids, somebody who's responsible, somebody who. Uh, wants to be maybe a full family and not play around and shit like that. If I'm a if I'm a girl like Lori, I'm or I'm a single girl and I got it going on and stuff like that. I ain't fucking with Diddy, but for the publicity, Diddy's a good catch for an older woman who maybe doesn't have any kids and wants to run around and jet around the world and all that stuff. And you know, because an older woman can get in there and swoop in there and kind of control the say a little bit. He don't like older women, but a lot of them don't. Wait a minute. Hold on. A lot of them don't like chicks they age. No, they don't. A lot of them, hey, they got the opportunity. You know, a 
all these men out here get some chicks? They be dating girls. What they be? Hey, man, they trying to, maybe they trying to have babies. They be dating women. They don't date women their age. They be dating women 20 years younger than <laughs> I, I, I keep not putting the silly dance song in my, my thing, the Hey 19 song. Shoot. These little girls be running at them cash for that cash. Dudes like this. Yeah, see, a lot of these girls, you know, they be liking them. A lot of them dudes like these younger kids. So here's the thing. He is a good catch, but if you're a young girl and you're looking for a come up, don't get pregnant by a guy like Diddy. Diddy is not a come up for you because, you see, the reason why I say that is because you need parenting is tough, and you want a person that's going to be responsible and in the house. Not somebody that's going to run around here and make a village or have no responsibility to the mother, but he just wants to deliver checks. To his, you know, the winner. I'm not saying that's what you do, but it kind of seemed like it. Okay, so I would say if you have, you know, if you have a chance to get a, there are so many men out here who want a family, who would like to have a, a nice one. I wouldn't. Diddy would not be. If I was a young chick, he wouldn't be on my radar. I'd be like, you got too many kids. I ain't trying to come in there and. It's like my little piece of the estate, my little my kids, little piece of the estate, shit. Them other seven of them. And probably going to have about, probably going to be 10 in the South Carolina. Young Miami, she just like that shit. She's been paid here. You know, she got kids already. It's a good gig for her. Not a good gig for some of you other girls, okay, with no kids and stuff. Like, that's how Lori Harvey is, Harvey down. She started saying, this is not a good gig. I ain't trying to fight all these little kids and stuff. But future is up high. No, no. Lori probably did not want to do it. I ain't mad at her. I ain't mad at Lori at all. Did he just say no? He got too many kids. Y'all still thinking he's a good catch. And a lot of these, a lot of girls, listen, a lot of these men be robbing y'all for y'all wounds. Don't let these old men, watch these old men. Not all of them, but some of them. Oh, Lord. A lot of these celebrity men, they, they be doing it up. They love them young girls. They just like Kelly out here. Mm-mm. I'm going to tell y'all. Mm-hmm. I mean, they be young. I remember seeing one time this dude, he was dating this chick, a uh, celebrity, and he was probably about 45. <laughs> 40, no, you're not like, you're yeah, you're 43, 24. Shit, her dad was damn near 20, 21, 22. I said, you old buzzard. Her girl was like, please. I was like, shit, he got to be young, young. I mean, you know, it's, I, I get it. But it is, I'm just telling you, you young girls, you got to be peeping game with these, some of these old dudes, okay? Because some of them just there and rob your wound. You got to be very careful. Diddy, he's a bad risk at this point. There's too many great good men out there who ain't got no kids, who like to have a family, 
and who you should you you can you know you can build with not somebody who just just having babies you know and then he send you a check. But I understand young, young Miami for young Miami is having a good fucking time and it's a good, good gig for her. It's definitely a good gig for her. Now I say if you got a chance to be a part of Diddy Harem and you got a couple of kids, you know who I would who I who I would like Diddy to see Diddy with. Who would be a good catch for him? Because she's got a business mind. She's Scorpio. She's got four kids. And he likes kids. Melanie from Huntsville. They would go. They would be cute together. Cause I think he would like her because she's business minded. And I wouldn't be surprised if he dumped other chicks for somebody like Melanie. Because Melanie, I think he would get the whole package. And he wouldn't care about the four other kids. Because he got a bunch of kids with somebody else. I really don't think Diddy would care. I, I, no, 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 no. I think, and she's young. She was mainly like 38, 39. I mean, she's she's older than his his normal type, but she's so she's cute and so business oriented and so smart, and she's got maternal instincts and stuff like that. I don't know. You know, Scorpios and Scorpios sometimes be like, but a lot of times I think they would work. I would like to see that match, that merge. See, like he would be a great thing for somebody like Melanie, who already has children and everything like that. Diddy's a great catch. Not for you young single girls out there. Okay, don't do it. Stay away. Run. All right. Now, in other news, you know, here we since we talked about Diddy, I said I was gonna talk to y'all about it. Diddy. Talk about Diddy. Okay, uh, we talked about TJ. Deion Sanders. Oh, Lord. Y'all been upset because Deion Sanders, you know, went and took that. What is it, $20 million from the, um, from what's the, what's the, what's the uh, school, what school did he take to Colorado? Oh, Lord, y'all got, y'all mad. Y'all, y'all big mad about Deion doing that. Let me explain something, y'all. Okay, listen. Black people, and let me let me read your article. Let me see. It says coach hires Deion Sanders. Colorado hires Deion Sanders has this new head football coach. Okay, it says uh, this is according to USA Today. Prime time is moving to the mountain time in a stunning turn of events for one of the college football's most beleaguered programs. The University of Colorado has hired football legend Deion Sanders has it. New head football coach instantly raising national profile of a team that has had two, only two winning seasons in the past 70, 17 years. Colorado announced the hiring after Sanders coached Jackson State to a 43-24 win Saturday against the Southern uh, in the Southwest Atlantic Conference Championship game. Sanders finishes with a 27-5 record in three seasons there, including 12-0 this season. When he when his success captured the attention of 60 minutes, ESPN College Game Day and bigger college programs that covered similar national uh, relevance. National rel- In this case, Colorado's moonshot for Sanders landed with a bang. The school is expected to pay the Pro Football Hall of Famer at least 4.5 annually and has hatched a plan for success that might be crazy enough to work for both sides. Okay, 
But people were so angry with Deion Sanders because he left HBCUs. And part, listen, I think it's too soon. My personal opinion for Deion is that I think it might be too soon to leave Jackson State, but I understood why he did it. I understand in some ways. But I think it might be too soon. And, listen, if that team over there is different coaching these Colorado schools inside HBCUs, if that program fails, gonna, it's going to be different than if it was in Jackson State. But I digress. But Charles got so angry with Deion Sanders, and I understood because people, black folks, sometimes we tend to put a lot of hope in one person doing something. But let me tell y'all, the problems of HBCUs, because I, I remember just reading a few years ago, who was the HBCU they were stealing from? H.U. Howard or someone? Pete Kids was complaining about they wasn't getting the money and the dorms was messed up and everything. The, the problems with HBCUs are much deeper than one man can shoulder. And the truth of the matter is, it's going to take us as a bracket. Yes, I understand that Dion sold a bill of goods, okay? But however, black people, you have got to you have got to start to work on this energy politically. Understanding your communities but on a political basis so that you can do the things that help HBCUs to become better, so that you can advocate for HBCUs, so that you can advocate for to, to make situations more comfortable within uh, where you can recruit more better coaching, more better, uh, not just Deion Sanders, but other coaches and other players from around. But when you got a city like Jackson and the water is coming out, can't nobody use water. The problems are deeper than Deion Sanders, and it's going to take a community of this. Not just you get mad at Deion. It's going to take the community as a collective. Because let me tell you all something about celebrity. Celebrity ain't going to do shit. No, they're not. Malcolm, listen, in 19, I was watching a video the other day when I usually play it on this show. Um, it was like 1962, and Malcolm was saying the same shit about celebrities that we see today. Malcolm X was saying the same shit. Malcolm was saying the same shit. Apparently, in 1962, this was a problem. You know why? You can't depend on celebrity, black people. Celebrity is too entrenched. They got too much people other people's money behind them. They got too many things going on. You can't depend on celebrity to take you to the promised land. Cause they ain't going there. They're gonna take themselves, but they can't take you. You see, talking about they be out there with the Congress people. We out here both please celebrities run to the Sometimes they don't even know what they're out there telling you to vote for. They just out there and try to be in the know, just trying to get their picture taken because that's the group to be with. To whom the, but celebrity is the last thing you can depend And Dion's part of celebrity. The last thing you can depend on anymore. Black folks, let me tell you, it's celebrity. No, 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 it's true. Celebrity ain't shit when it comes to advocacy, okay? They're they going to go where the, where the people tell them to go. But you're going to have to advocate 
each of us individually on a political scale, understanding our communities, and we're going to have to do more because we can't expect Dion to come in and change the plight of HBCs, HBCUs, and these cities where HBCUs uh, sit and the internal problems that HBCUs have had for years. You can't just expect him to do it all. And you shouldn't. Why? Because he is celebrity. I said what I said. Y'all don't know, you can't depend on celebrities for shit. Black celebrities, black people, you depend on black celebrities too much, and then you get disappointed when they don't when they don't do for you radical things, that's because they can't. They control. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Because we got we to gotta start understanding. We don't get it. We so mad. We so mad at them. But the truth is, let me pay for me. When was Matt? What, what year did Malcolm, was Malcolm saying this? Um, um, on um, um, entertainers being senior leaders. What year? Can I play it? Let me, let me play it for y'all to, to, for a reminder. Because if he was in like, this, this, this is over 50 years ago, and we still having the same discussions. I'm just telling y'all tonight, you can't depend on celebrity. If celebrity comes through for you, great. But for the most part, don't put the, they, they can't. Okay? But listen to Will Mathis. This included Dick Gregory, and this included comedians, comics, trumpet players, baseball players. Show me in the white community where a comedian is a white leader. Show me in the white community where a singer is a white leader, or a dancer or a trumpet player is a white leader. These aren't leaders. These are puppets and clowns that uh, have been set up over the white community and are over the black community by the white community and have been made celebrities and usually say exactly what uh, they know that the white man wants to hear. And it is an honor, actually, that they endorsed Dr. Martin Luther King and uh, uh, were against the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. That's actually an honor. All right. This, okay. This, and this is, you know, you just, just ignoring the whole, the whole Dr. King thing. But listen, celebrity... Malcolm was saying this about celebrity in ninth in the this what year? How many years ago was this? I think this was made like in the like like the late nineteen fifties, early not early like nineteen sixty. He's saying this over sixty some years ago. The same shit. This is to tell you, like he said, they could, most of them, not all of y'all, but most of y'all is controlled. And so don't expect much of them. Don't put your hopes and your dreams and your political your political aspirations. That, that's a, don't don't put them all in celebrity. You're gonna be hurt. You're gonna be hurt. You're gonna be hurt. Stop. That's all. That's all I'm telling y'all tonight. You gonna leave this? Celebrity can't help. But you can't. You want to help, you're going to have to start advocating. 
getting involved in, in, in political groups that can help you uh, to advocate for things in your community, things these HBCUs, HBCUs need, things that you basically uh, – things y'all need in the community, because right now, Jackson State, y'all can't be worried about Dion. Uh, uh, we ain't got, is the water running in, up there in Mississippi yet? Because just a few weeks ago, I heard people talking about they couldn't take bed. They were showing black water. This was the shit. Y'all got to worry about it. Talking about Dion and football. It's deep. It's got a lot of deep shit going on, okay? I'm just trying to tell you. Next. Oh, Lord. I know I'm going to have some people upset with me for that. It's okay. You should be upset. You don't have to agree. It's just fine. I'm just trying to tell y'all. Just just tell y'all the truth. Okay, so Megan Markle, am I ready to talk about Megan? I forgot to put her in the hot topics. I forgot to put her ass up there. Was I right about her, too? I think so. Megan Markle said she wasn't treated like a black woman until she went to the U.K., where it was made an issue. Oh, but I have already told y'all what Megan Markle is. She has just proven my part. Thank you, Megan. Listen, okay. So Megan has this. We got the video. I mean, you got to hear her in her own words before I, you know. I want y'all to hear her in her. In, so y'all won't be saying I made it up. Y'all won't be saying, oh, Carlotta, you just don't like Megan Markle. <laughs> no. Let's see. Where is it? I, can I pull up the uh, – I'm going to pull up her the, the, the video. Uh, Megan Markle uh, – Let's see. Uh, uh, is this the one? Okay. Okay, let's see if I can find it here, you guys. I'm trying to find. Okay, so what I'm going to do is go on break, and when we come back, we're going to discuss Megan Markle up in these streets, okay? So we need to discuss Megan. And we're going to talk about other Megan Thee Stallion. Chad, I don't know what's going on in that court case. What's going on with Megan Thee Stallion and Tory? We might try to talk about them, Tory Lanez. I don't know. Did somebody find out she got shot yet or not? Because, shit, this is the most unclear shit I've ever heard. This is one of the most unclear cases ever. Ever, ever, ever. We'll talk about that. I'm not saying she ain't get shot, but it's just unclear. It's, it's, it's so much stuff going on. It's, it's crazy with Meg Thee Stallion's case. It's not, I mean, Tory Lane's case. It's, just, it's all over the place. I don't know what's happening. It seems like nobody's really got a good grip on really what's happening. Okay? So um, we're going to talk about that and more after the break. And, oh, wait a minute. It's one more thing. Okay. Let's just talk Megan Marshall, and we're going to talk about uh, Mia Long, and apparently a split, split from Udaka. Uh, Udaka. And um, we're going to talk about Walmart out here talking about they make clothes because of theft. 
Ooh, I got to tell Lord, we got to, we got to talk about Walmart, talk about Art Kelly. And then we're going to talk about y'all believing Lori Harvey actually got celebrity men signing NDAs. They just, y'all got to stop the foolishness. The publicity that goes out here is just foolishness. I'm not Lori Harvey. Got people signing NDAs that cost them a million dollars. It's just a foolishness. <laughs> okay, we got so much to talk about on the CC show when I get back. So, you guys, uh, give me a moment, but we'll be back in a second. Meanwhile, here's my fave, Ascension. It's the CC show. I'm Carlotta. I'm up late. We doing this, y'all. I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> Oops, that ain't the song. That ain't nothing going on but the rent. But it really ain't nothing going on but the rent, though, for real. <laughs> All right, here's Ascension Maxwell, y'all, okay?
Chadwick Show right here on Block Talk Radio. We'll be right back. All right, y'all. I am back. I am Carlotta. I am up late. It's late night show. For those of y'all just tuning in, what's up, y'all? Hey, late night. Uh, listen, okay. So some of y'all have been asking me when I'm going to start doing Saturday shows again soon. Um, and I'm still having my guests. I just I have I, we we had I had a conflict scheduling thing situation, but I'm I'm hoping to do it soon. Okay, maybe after the holidays, but we're gonna do it. because yeah, I know how I, I be getting, I gotta be, I'm going back to my hometown for the holidays and stuff like that. So maybe I'll try to do it that week. Maybe try, maybe try to record that week some, uh, maybe the couple of the guests that I want to have on, and we'll get to it. Okay, we definitely will. Right, but I was talking about Megan Markle up in these streets before I got out, uh, before I took a break. Let me. Again, do y'all ready? Are y'all ready to come and start skipping in? Are y'all ready? Are we, are we, are we, are we right? Was I right about Megan Markle? I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell y'all. I tried to tell you. Okay. Look, look. I told you next step is at, uh, somewhere like Essence or something. I already told you. I ain't, I ain't even worried. Let's listen to Megan Markle says she's never spoke to her parents about race because she wasn't treated like a black woman until moving to the UK. Let's listen. Okay, you are very aware of my. Okay, let me get it back up. Very different to be a minority but not be treated as a minority right off the bat. Obviously now people are very aware of my race because they made it such an issue when I went to the UK. But before that, most people didn't treat me like a black woman. So that talk didn't have to happen for me. Very different to be a minority but not be treated. That talk didn't have to happen because most people didn't treat me like a black woman. Now, I saw Megan Markle's pictures when she was little, okay? The hair went straight. Let me, let me just talk about Megan first. First of all, let me just talk about racial sickness in the United States. Every black person, especially generations in traditional black America, has some healing to do because race in America has been a fucking bitch, okay? <laughs> and it is said it's been such hard it's so hard on the psyche, okay? So, um her mama it says a lot to me that her mama did not have that discussion or talk with her about race. Do I believe that Megan Markle did not have encounters with racial problems in America? Yes. I believe Megan was comfortable with passing. Megan probably mostly ignored uh, people saying things. This is just my personal opinion. My personal opinion. More likely, it wasn't that they didn't treat her like a black woman until she got to the UK. No, more likely they she felt treated special in some sort of way, being biracial. Uh, they didn't treat her like one of the others because she was in surrounding and white community and stuff. But I 
definitely believe she had encounters with racial uh, situations. Even she talked about later on how her mother would be getting calls to nanny and all that bullshit and stuff like that. And her mom, because her mom probably is dealing with really, because a lot of these black people, just because you have biracial babies, some of these black people, uh, let me see, white folks, some of these, be careful who you you poke even with black people. Some black people, and some black people, because some black people don't like themselves. And they have these babies, and they have these babies because they got race sickness, and they want little light babies and stuff. No, seriously. No, that's real. That's that's real. I'm a fair-skinned girl, and I was raised by my grandparents. Well, my grandparents was dark, and sometimes I remember my grandmother coming to school and they saying stuff. People saying stuff like, "Is that the way your Is you all white all this stuff?" But uh, but my grandmother was very clear about race early on, and that light skin privilege ain't shit. <laughs> I mean, very clear. So uh, I feel that Megan was raised to ignore race, not raised to that she wasn't getting treated like that in America. That's bullshit. And, and listen, and here's another thing about Megan Markle. Megan Markle thought she, this is why she was upset. That's why I say we need to listen to her. When Megan tried to marry into a ruling class, when I talk about a ruling class, I'm talking about the royals because they are a ruling class. They are not, not, uh uh-uh. They not, no, 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 no. That's a monarchy over there. Britain is a monarchy. No, but what about parliament? Britain is a monarchy. I said what I said. As much as they want to try not to look like a monarchy. Yeah, they made it a little bit harder for them to take over, but they still could take, still, it's still a fucking monarchy with democratic elements. So they are rulers. Charles is a king. When Megan took her black chattel slavery ass, half chattel slavery ass over to the UK, the UK let her know what she had been avoiding all her life. Because, see, she wasn't married at first to a ruling class. The white man she was married to before was just, you know, a Hollywood talent agent. But when she skipped up the ladder and tried to marry to that ruling class, she was like, oh, look at little, this little black girl getting ready to come over here. We about to let her know what she really is. You can't hide. You can't pass no more here. Because you're trying to marry into the ruling class. See, she was content to be a little white girl. She thought she was just going to run around and be a little white. She didn't care. She wasn't caring about black people at all or black plight and stuff until they let her ask. You know why she was depressed in the palace? Because they wouldn't let her avoid blackness. Shout out to the royal. Shout out to Charles. Shout out to you, Charles and, and, and Camilla and uh, Lizzie, Lizzie, just gone on to gone on Lizzie, gone on to, to wherever she gone. Shout out to y'all for 
making putting the making her face the the thing she needs to face. Remember, I talked to y'all about Queen. When we talked about the movie Queen, I talked about how in the movie Queen, if you ever about story story about Alex Haley's grandma, and she went for a while out into the world trying to pass during the time of slavery. I mean, it was a little bit, a little bit like around. She was the slave. She was born a slave, but during the time when slavery kind of got over, she went out into the world trying to pass and everything, and they found out she was black. It wasn't that she was. It wasn't that she wasn't being treated like a black person. It's just that they just didn't know, or they did treat her sometimes, but she would ignore it because you know she wanted to be content trying to live whiteness. But when them people found out she was black. Ooh, they ran, they beat her up. They ran her back into town. And I, in my, one of my favorite scenes in the Alice Haley movie Queens, when Holly Berry come in that church with all them black people, and he's like, "I'm nigger, I'm nigger." To see, it came to her. I, oh, they done let me know what I am. Oh shit! This is Megan Markle. Uh, they went over. She went over there trying to play with them people up in that rural pass, and they was like, "What color them babies gonna be? What'd you say? Excuse me, excuse me, Megan." Oh, I mean, they. I mean, even the white fan, even her white side of family was upset. Okay, okay. Listen, they acted. The white side of family been acting the fool. Megan thought she was just going to be. Into the Carlotta Chadwick Show right here on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Okay, hold on, y'all. My little advertisement coming on. Okay. Megan thought she, excuse me about that. Megan thought that she was going to skip to the tulips, be like the new Diana, get to run around the world, and everybody, nobody, you know, asked, asked her anything about blackness or anything. She thought that she's going to get to be a little white girl, but they let her know, no, we know what you are. And you ain't about to come up in here like that. You ain't about to come up in here. We're going to confront you on it because you you not you not bloodline. Or you might be. You know what I'm saying? They're going to let, they let, they let her know. And this is my suggestion for Megan America. I said, I, one of the things I said, I remember I put on Hollywood a uh, lot. Shout out to the Royals for giving her delusional ass a dose of reality. Because that's what they did. Because she was delusional. And her mama probably was too. Her mama, what she probably don't realize about her mama is her mama probably got some race sickness. Some problem with race issues. You got to Because there be a lot of times black people be messed up behind race. They be hating themselves, hating the color of their skin hating their own people. Really, seriously. Because race in America has created some dynamics. Racism in America has created dynamics of people, of a lot of self-hate and a lot of people needing therapy. And that's what I think Megan Markle needs is therapy and to heal the self-hate. And to stop running around here talking about, well, you know, to be treated like a minority, but not a minority. You were getting treated like a minority. I believe you chose to ignore it. And you chose to pass and you chose to hide. 
I don't believe the apple falls for too far from the tree. I believe the mama was messed up too and probably was in denial about a lot of racial things. And you weren't prepared for them people. When you went over to another country, the UK, you weren't prepared for the confrontation you was going to get because now you was marrying into another class of people, which are rulers, colonizers. And your dumb ass, you know, I say dumb, because here she is, had a chance. And you know how many people would love to look up they in-laws and shit before they, you know, before they marry people? Because you'd be like, damn, I can find a real shit out about them. They got books, documentaries, all kind of shit on her in-laws. But she said, I think one time I read, she said her dumb ass didn't look at none of that. I'm like, what? Girl, you crazy. That tells you she didn't know what she was doing. So she didn't understand what she was walking her ass up into. As soon as I'm dating Derek, I mean, dating Harry, I got stacks of documentaries and, and books. I'm like, I'm reading about your crazy ass family because I, I got to know what I'm marrying up into. And he, and she got a chance that most women don't. And her dumb ass failed to even look. That's why I be telling you know when I hear celebrities say, I hate when women Google me. Are you or me? Celebrity men always say that. It be celebrity men. You dumbass. Trust me. If she tell you she ain't googling you, she googling you when she get home at some point. Oh yeah, googling your ass, finding out about your ass, googling even if some of the stuff is untrue. She's like, let me look at piece it, and she be smart to do so. Well, I don't like when somebody googles me. What the fuck? Yes, Google his, his or her ass. Google, if you can find out, if you are dating someone who's famous or there's some records and stuff like that on there, and everything might not be true, but at least get a good grip. I'm encouraging Google. And I, I, I encourage you to Google regular ass mofos around here. Shoot. If you can. Especially in Columbia. Yes, I Googled your ass. I know I don't even know what I'm dealing with out in the streets or what, what's the perception of what I'm dealing with. Megan had a chance to prepare for all the shit that she went through. And I feel like she ruined that young man's life. I really, she took him away from his family. She had took him away where he, she got him over here in America. And I saw him in a chicken coop on Oprah. I was like, oh, Lord, the prince is in the chicken coop. I mean, it was just, it's just, it's just, because her ass thought couldn't, can't, can't handle not being, being treated like a white person. So she comes back to America because it didn't turn out the way she thought it was going to be in the U.K., she comes back over here in some ways to feed somewhat of a vibe of wanting to be liked and wanting to be nurtured and wanting to fame because she's a little bit, she's a Leo. She likes the sun. She's a little bit addicted to that. She comes back over here and forgets that this young man, this is our family. He know this is it. And maybe he wanted to get away from their ass because they are kind of wild. But I'm just saying she took him out of, to me, his element because she was careless without understanding anything about his funky ass. 
You need to understand, if, if, just trust me. If you, ladies, if you can ready to marry a prince and you can Google and there's history books and shit like that out there about his ass, read the documentaries, do whatever you guys do, find out about that. Find out about your in-laws up in these streets. Ooh, because in-laws can end the marriage. Okay? I'm just saying. And especially if they in-laws who've been known for be to be, they, they be fighting over thrones for centuries and shit. You better read up about these boys. Because the throne, the fight for the throne don't stop just because it's, it's 2023. They just do it different, 2022. They just do it differently now. I will tell you this to ask Diana, but you know how that turned out. So, Megan, you were unprepared. You didn't pay any attention. You didn't do your homework. You you got mad, you got over there and got depressed because you were being treated like a black person and you didn't know how to handle that. Your depression was not from, your depression was from, not from them uh, being, asking these weird questions, racial questions and stuff they were asking you. Your depression was from that you can, your your lack of understanding of your blackness, your depression comes from is like, oh my God, I have to deal with race. I don't know how to deal with race. I don't know how to deal with that side of myself that some people can like. You need probably some therapy, and your mother probably didn't know how to deal with that side of yourself because any mama knowing how this world is out here, and she didn't prepare you for, especially in America, didn't prepare you for the business of race and the shit that come on with come with race and the subliminal shit and all kind of stuff in a society that's heaping it. Girl, I know she got a lot of issues. So it's not surprising that you got over there unprepared, and I just – I. I hope it works out for Harry. I mean, I do because even did it. I mean, but it's obviously this young lady did not prepare and has a lot of issues that stem, that stems from her mama, probably, because she couldn't deal with the, with the dynamics of what it is to be a black American woman and be it. She her depression was with when somebody's like. She said one of the questions I remember on Oprah, she was saying, they asked her what color the baby was going to be. I said, well, that's because they're curious, because you are half black. She was so fucked up about that. And Oprah was up there talking about, oh, well, they asked you. No, that's not that. that the people over there, yeah, they might have been being gaslighting and shit. But if you, you know, my ass would have said, well, what color you think you're going to be? What you think you're going to be? Tell me. I would have had fun with them. What you You know I'm black. You know I got the dominant genes. Oh, I would have really been fucking with him. But see, that's because I've, I've, I've been prepared and I know what it's like to be black in America. Even being a light-skinned woman, a fair-skinned woman, I know what it's like, I, you know, to be, to, to be, and Megan, Megan was a little fairer than me. And Megan's hair, well, I saw her back when she just straightened it and stuff a lot now. But you look at her kid pictures, she looked like a little black girl. 
I don't know what she was talking about. She was running from no her. She, I think that there was probably racial incidents she ran into and chose to ignore because that there was such shock value and pain in 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 embracing blackness. It's hard because when you embrace the idea of blackness, you embrace with in your life a sense of there's a lot that comes with being black. Especially in America and around the world, but especially in America. There's a mantle, sometimes there's a hold and sometimes it can be painful. And so, you know, a lot of, she's the imitation of life. Have you ever seen the movie The Imitation of Life where that woman was hiding she ran from her mother, my her grandma and all them because she didn't want to be associated with her blackness. She she ignored her much. I mean, this is this is a little bit the imitation of life she was making. Megan was running from blackness. It wasn't that she didn't. She just been running from it. Because in America, trust me, girl, you definitely had some run-ins with race. Okay, and she did. She does talk about that. She talks about her mom and certain things being said to her mom and stuff like that. So she wasn't not all the time talking about she wasn't aware. No, you had some awareness. Okay, so Megan Markle just doesn't impress me. I'm, I, I said what I said about Megan Markle. I think Megan Markle needs therapy. Work it out. Racial healing. Okay, uh, race healing. All of us can use some of that. Okay, but she really. She really needs some racial healing. Okay. Uh, also in the news, uh, we talked about Walmart yet, talking about closing stores due to, due to rising theft. Now, I remember a couple of months ago on this show, we read, I read y'all a thing about Walmart, and they talking about how people was walking or having to ring up their own um, um, uh, uh stuff and people was accidentally walking out with things and stuff like that. Walmart has been trying not to press charges of people have been accidentally stealing because they're not used to ringing up and stuff like this. This is what I think is the fuck that's going on with Walmart. And the CEO tried to come out here and try to blame other people. Let's read the article from CNBC. Rising says that Walmart can lead to price jumps, store closures, CEO says. Okay. Walmart stores across the U.S. are grappling with an uptick in shoplifting that can lead to higher prices at closed stores if the problem persists. Walmart CEO Doug McMillan said Tuesday, "This is the issue. It's higher than what it has historically been." He told CNBC Squawk Box, "We've got safety measures, security measures that we put in place in, uh, in place by store location. I think local law enforcement being staff and being a good partner is a part of the equation." And that's normally how we approach it, you know, said. Walmart isn't the only big uh, box retailer dealing with an uptick in theft. Last month, Target Chief Financial Officer Mike Fiddick said shoplifting has jumped about 50% year over year and leads to more than 400 million losses in fiscal year alone. Most shoplifting is organized retail theft rather than petty theft, Sadiko said. When asked Tuesday about how local jurisdictions are handling Shoplifting case, McMillan said a local a lax approach from prosecutors could impact prices and lead to store closures down the line. If it's not correct over time, prices will be higher and our stores will close them, said. Okay, I just remember reading a few months ago 
about also, I don't think this is the only form of theft they're having. I think people are accidentally going out with product and stuff because they're having to ring their own shit. Part of, 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 of shoplifting control and stuff is having fucking cashiers. Walmart, where is the people? Where is the people? I go to Walmart, I got to scan my own shit. You know how stressful I'm scanning my own shit, bagging my own shit, making sure, trying to make sure I can scan everything, counting that, counting on things. You got me working for you, and then you complaining about me still. No, hire some cashiers, mofos. No, they deserve a real motherfucker. Hire some cashiers, motherfuckers. Really, stop the bullshit. Target, target some cashiers. That helps with the theft. That's why theft doesn't jump 50%. Not just the recession and people out here hungry. Yeah, y'all done made it a lot easier. Because y'all ain't got no cashiers. Hire some fucking cashiers. And get back the door, people, the little door for Christmas and stuff like that. You, you greedy assholes trying to get all the profits in the world and, try, and trying to get rid of regular humans and got people in there ringing their own shit, probably going out stealing. We probably stealing all kind of shit. We don't know we stealing it because we got to ring up our own shit, probably missing and miss ringing things and all kind of stuff. The hell problem is Walmart CEO, cashiers, hire some people. Don't fuck that problem. Hire some cashiers. Put cashiers. I go in there, go in Walmart. I got a bunch of groceries. Only one cash register is open. One regular cashier. You got to check out a whole bunch of shit through the self check. They got to stop that. Yes, that's why they're for jumping. Because you mofos decided to take out, take away the humans. Bring humans back. Unplug. Especially in times where people was out here hungry and starving, and yeah, we might have to close the store. Now, yeah, you gonna have to close the store because you dummy decided to take cashiers away, and that having people, people in the store, full body people really ringing in, people who are hired and trained to ring in things that way. Because I believe some of the theft, my personal opinion, because I read it a few months ago, some of the theft is probably people accidentally stealing because they're ringing up their own shit. And when you just don't have nobody in the store, I mean, a lot of people have to think it's easy for people to start, you know, moving and walking out. When you don't have breeders, when you don't have people, you got to have things that make it harder for shoplifters to go in because they know they're going to be paying attention. Not just hiring police or undercover. You got to hire cash, cashiers. Jeez. Trying to replace too soon. And they have to tell people, well, see, we, we, I mean, it, you know, we're going to have to close some stores. I mean, just crazy stuff, okay? Crazy. I blame Walmart. Seeing Diddy holding hands with somebody. Child, I know. I don't got time to be reading about Diddy uh, uh, holding hands with somebody, another woman, some influencer. We talk about Art Kelly in this record. Okay, apparently Art Kelly this week 
Y'all thought he had released, I thought he had released the record. I had never heard some of these songs I heard also, but somebody told me they was all on Spotify, okay, that a few years ago, that he had, uh, he had made a, a record of, and some of them were new songs, and they were all put on Spotify. Apparently, they're saying R. Kelly wasn't aware uh, that uh, the music that that music particular had got was out or released and it didn't. There was no. Um, basically, they did not have the okay to do so from himself or anybody else. Okay, so that's interesting. I don't know if I believe that. I just don't know if I believe that. Okay, I, I, and, but immediately the album was removed from all Spotify, Apple, which is to me engaging in censorship. It is, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but uh, the, the album was immediately removed. But they say the album, the music is, some of that music had been out for a while, okay? Right. Are we going to talk about Lori Harvey talking about running around here talking about she got an NDA? People, I got to talk about Adele. I ain't got to, oh, let me hurry this up. Okay, we're good. let's start with Lori Harvey real quick. Okay, Lori Harvey dating NDA with men has a stiff penalty. This is according to allhiphop.com. It says Lori Harvey makes her all her suitors sign a non-disclosure agreement before dating her. This this legally binding agreement has a huge penalty for those who violate. She has had several high-profile men like Future and Michael B. Jordan, her stepdad is Steve Harvey. Anyway, I just wanted to mention that because it speaks to the reason why she is so profit right now. This is what they say. Anyway. She's a beauty that's managed to keep her relationships private until she's going public with them. Personally, I wanted to see her and NBJ, uh, Michael B. Jordan, by any better. According to rumors, anyone she dates must sign a legally binding non-disclosure agreement. This stems from, uh, from media takeout, child free. Okay, no pics, no screenshots, no videos or video chats or other communications shall be shared with us, the nosy public, if they decide to do the dastardly deed of sharing anyway, they will pay. One million dollars is a penalty. Uh, listen, stop this. Stop, stop, stop. No regular, no celebrity dude is signing who, a big celebrity, big time celebrity dude is signing her NDA of a million dollar penalty unless she's bearding for him. Y'all know what that means. Or they ain't signing. I don't believe Lori Harvey. Lori Harvey ain't even Kardashian her career. And what I mean that I see the Kardashians asking these kind of agreements, not Lori Harvey's ass. Lori, Lori Harvey's just a, 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 a overhyped socialite, but she has not she has not segued her 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 popularity into anything like the Kardashians. Nobody would sign a million dollar thing and risk paying her a million dollars. No celebrity males. We're saying her, maybe one of these, maybe a rich executive or something, but no celebrity male is probably going to risk paying her unless he's got her beard. You know what that means? Other than that, he ain't paying. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. This is a lot of publicity going out, trying to make you know, hype Lori Harvey more. Lori just do a, 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 a reality show or sit down with Chris Jenner for management or, you know, some shit. Other than that, girl, ain't nobody signing. You ain't signing. Talking about John Boyd and Damon Idris. And Jonathan Majors and even her ex boyfriend have all had links of childhood. Thank you, childhood. Y'all, y'all just got lots of whiskey going out here about Lori. Right? Lori, give with the Kardashians so you can understand how to Kardashian your career. Because I know that's what you're trying to do. Figure it out. Maybe they can help. 
Um, who else did we talk about? We talked about Megan. We talked about me alone, and you just you just you split after thirteen years. That's no surprise. And good for you, Mia. Good for you. Get out here and girl, get to work. Okay. And um, oh my God, what was that I said I wanted to talk to y'all about? It wasn't. It was just Lori. It was Lori. Uh oh, Adele. Let's make a deal. This is maybe a deal. We might can get one more story in after a deal. But a deal is in a rush to red boyfriend, Rich Paul, amid Las Vegas residency. But he doesn't share the same urgency inside his claim. Ooh, y'all better get them get the tickets to see her quick. The jasminebrand.com. This is what this is from. They're saying, uh, Dale is ready to be loved in the eyes of the law. The Grammy-winning musician is allegedly pressuring her sports agent boyfriend, Rich Paul, to get hitched in a shotgun wedding, especially given that she currently resides in Las Vegas due to her residency, according to Radio Online. And Dale's attention is reportedly split between her residency, which recently began at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace, and being married before it, and being married before the year is up. If Adele had her way, they'd be married already. She begged Rich to elope on countless occasions and now has set her heart on doing it in Las Vegas sooner than later. In fact, she's at a point where she's ready to say, marry me or move on. Chaff me. The two have been brainstorming a big fancy wedding in Los Angeles, but Adele doesn't want to wait that long to make it official. Rich Paul, close friend of LeBron James, does not appear to feel the same urgency and is supposedly okay with the current state of affairs. He reportedly wants to go through the holidays and take care of the prenuptial agreement legality before saying I do. Child. Lord Jesus. I ain't going to say nothing. Y'all know how I just get y'all tickets. People who want to see, who want to see Adele right now, yeah, you know, I would just suggest do it fast, okay? I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what you don't know what Rich Paul gonna do. And you know, God damn, you saw what happened last time. Okay, she will leave the ticket. She will. She will, she thinks she about to lose her man. She will leave y'all ass a stranded in vain. <laughs> right for a show. <laughs> oh Lord, God, Jesus. Hey, we got to talk about Dr. Umar. Dr. Umar talking about men needed, uh, uh, men, uh, alpha men. Uh, he's talking about alpha men this week. Dr. Umar jo- uh, uh, Johnson and uh, need to be polygamous. I'm like, you know, here's a funny thing <laughs> about men. Talking about they need to be permit poly, uh, 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 polygamy. Uh, do you think that women find everything in one person too? Which is so wild, so wild. But Doctor Umar was talking about that this week. I don't, I can't find a clip. I don't know if I'm gonna have time. Doctor Umar. Let me see if I can find it real quick. You got five minutes. I'm gonna try to find it for y'all. This is gonna be our last story of the night. But Dr. Umar talked this week with Charlemagne about polygamy. Here it is. Okay, let's listen to it. So, uh, rumors that you have more than one wife. 
I don't know if that's true or not. I've never been married. Oh, okay. That wasn't, but I will have two queens. All right. Yes, sir. <laughs> so is polygamy more realistic? I think we have to understand that monogamy is not natural to alpha males. This is not only I'm baiting you. That's what you lost me there, man. This is not only... This is not only true amongst human beings, even within the animal kingdom. Okay. The alphas tend to have more than one spouse. And if you also look at women, as much as they may chide polygyny, many women will date an alpha male with another woman if she's attracted to them. Just look at the amount of women who date married men, but at the same time say they're against plural marriage. Mm. Whenever, whenever a dude quotes the animal kingdom when he's talking about sex, that dude's <laughs> Too much. Mm, this is true though. But it's true that especially I don't say there's no pure alpha males. I don't believe that. But what I will say is this. Uh uh you see it all the time in celebrities. I mean, look at Diddy's punk look at Diddy's I mean punk yet. I mean, look at all y'all women trying to date Diddy. Why? Cause Diddy got money. And Diddy is got he can get coochie from anywhere. So maybe Dr. Umar is right a little bit. I would say the same thing then for the alpha female. If there's such a thing. Can women just want one? Crazy, it's always men. Maybe women need more than one too. What the hell? Y'all always want to talk about y'all. Crazy shit. Nah, yeah, Dr. Umar might be right because a lot of y'all, y'all getting poop. Diddy's kind of poop. Diddy's poop. Y'all do any Nick Cannon. Oh, my God. This is, this, that's a lot. This is, I got to go. Just thinking about that. Oh, no, Dr. Umar might be right on polygamy. Y'all willing, some of y'all just already in polygamy relationships. Shit. So, this is, this is, y'all, it's been really. <laughs> We've had a great show this tonight, y'all. Uh, be looking for a part two sometime, I don't know, next week or whatever. You guys, because I'll be heading to Kansas City. But I, you guys, guys, thank you so much for hanging with me and listening like y'all do every week. I love it when y'all write me and tell me y'all listen to the archives and stuff like that. I, I, I'm happy, you guys, all right? So remember, have a wonderful rest of y'all week. Remember, uh Say prayers for me. I'm graduating Friday. Yay, yay, yay. And uh, you know what? Thank y'all for all the love and everything y'all been giving me. I appreciate it so much. We're going to leave out with, let's uh, just say, have yourself a merry little sister. Is that what? Yes, huh? Yeah, I'll be trying that. I got two minutes. I got to figure out something. Okay, we're going to leave out with have yourself a merry little Christmas. You guys, thank you guys for hanging out with me. I will see y'all next week. Uh, hopefully, sometime during the week, I will have a show before Christmas, okay? I'm out. Have a good one, y'all. See ya. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Oh, Let me do your heart. I'm sorry, the sound was messed up, y'all. Okay. I'm say, I said, I don't know if y'all got to hear me, but I said I was talking about Dr. Umar might be right about the living thing. 
and because y'all do that with Diddy and all these people, but we'll talk about that at the next show, okay? But you guys, sorry the sound wasn't right the last part of it, but hey, you guys, I will see y'all next week. I will try to have a show next week before the holidays. I'm out. Y'all have a wonderful one. We're leaving that way. Have yourself a Merry Christmas. See y'all. Peace. Bye-bye. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, to the sound of my voice. You are listening to the archive show. Shout out to my archive listeners. Listen, you guys, y'all know y'all be my biggest audience. Listen to me every week, whether y'all working, cleaning, whatever y'all doing at home. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all for listening to me. Uh, Thank you. And uh, I hope you guys, if I don't talk to y'all before the holidays, I'm sure I'm going to try to have a show before the holidays. But if I don't, happy holidays. Remember you can hit me up at the Carolina Chatwood Facebook page. You can send me DMs, send me whatever. If you got something to say about the show, you can put it down. If you see an article you want to talk about, whatever. Carlotta Chatwood Facebook page. You can also hit me up on C Chatwood Show and Carlotta72 on, I mean, on Twitter and on Instagram. It's Carly's underscore galaxy, okay? Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a good one. Y'all have a great rest of y'all week. I'm out. I'm graduating this week, y'all. I'm graduating. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> All right. I'll see y'all, bye. See y'all, y'all. Bye. I'm out.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.